ready to eat some fucking tacos, bro? You ready to eat some fucking tacos, bro? What day is it? Hey, hey, don't want no pizza. No. We bought tequila. It's oh, Tuesday drink. More margaritas. I'm with Katrina. She loves a lady. Everybody now, she except LeBron, you're a fraud. No salt tortillas. We playing FIFA in Argentina. This sauce is hot. I need Aquafina. <laughs> Man, I fucking love Taco Tuesday. I do too. It is Taco yeah. Tuesday. Watch your language. There might be children listening. It's Tony Bruno live in the air, everywhere, uptown, downtown, cross town, all around the big town, the small town, coast to coast, borough to borough, border to border, from sea to shining sea, from polluted rivers to toxic waste dumps around this great nation of ours. We are in the air everywhere. And hello and welcome to all of you watching on twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. Miss Lily's here. She's up here already uh, trying to knock the program off the air. Miss Robin is here. We've got a show. I don't know how we're going to get three hours in. And we do three uninterrupted hours. We're not stopping every seven minutes for ten minutes of commercials on this show. We're doing it live. We're doing it local. We're doing it national, regional, and late-breaking. It is the show of the people, ladies and gentlemen. So tell your friends who've been saying, where the hell have you been, Tony? I've been here for six months. And I'm starting a show right here about now. You know, it's what happens when you're going out to sports bars three times a week and eating great bar food. We had a great time last night over at, Cant- uh, over at uh, Landmark Americana. Lily, get off the damn computer! Jeepers. Lily's feeling frisky today. Lily. You know what happens. That's what happens when you watch Mr. Monday Night unsheath yet another Five-star, stone-cold, guaranteed lock. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All my friends at the Props Network, everybody out there waiting for Mr. Monday Night, he unsheathed one. And even though I said I didn't like, I hate going against a home team underdog, the New York Jets are an absolute disaster area. And it even got worse when Trevor Simeon, now the report is it is a broken ankle. You want to talk about bad weeks for quarterbacks. In the National Football League. Of course, it started a couple of weeks ago with Andrew Luck before the season ever started, deciding he was going to walk away. Then you have this past weekend alone where you had Drew Brees messing up his his thumb. He's going to need surgery out at least six weeks. You got Eli, Big Ben, done for the season with Pittsburgh. Then, of course, the big news this morning from the New York football giants that the end of an era... In New York. Now, it doesn't mean that Eli is not going to play anymore. It means that they have now decided after two ugly losses, the Giants are going to hand the ball over to the big kid from Duke, the number five overall pick, the great Daniel Jones. And when I heard about Daniel Jones today, the first thing I can think of, there are no songs about Daniel Jones. But see, now it's not in my list again, Robin, because I, down, I, I loaded it upstairs. And now the song that I loaded upstairs isn't here. But anyway, Daniel Daniel Jones, not Daniel Boone, no. It's an underrated song. Uh, Oh, oh, is that an Elton John something, Daniel? No, no, not Daniel. 
Although that's a good one, too. Would you like me to find a song about Daniel? No, I, I had it. But that, that's what happens when you down. When I load it to my Spotify upstairs, it should automatically come to the downstairs. It should. But it doesn't. Which is why Spotify and Amazon Music and all these other scam sites suck. They're good for free, but when you pay for them, they actually get worse. Same thing with all these uh, cable channels. ESPN+, Plus, Hulu+, Plus, CBS+, Plus, NBC. That should be their new channel. We will get into NBC today. And I will do a NBC after the latest debacle where, once again, political correctness has run amok to the point where now we can't even do comedy anymore. Beto O'Rourke, I heard from sources this morning, has announced, yes, we're coming for your comedy clubs next. After we take your guns, we're going to take your comedy clubs. Then we're going to take your strip clubs. Then we're going to go to Fight Club. Anything that has a club in it, we're taking it out. Thank you, Beto, for saving America from itself. Dork. But meanwhile, let's get back to football, Robin. Yes. Because I don't want to talk about Daniel Jones right now. We'll see what the kid has. He's big. He's 6'5". You know, people were surprised when the Giants took him with a number six pick. So he's going to start against the Tampa Bay Bucks. But we should talk about how Mr. Monday Night did, right? I already did. Mr. Monday Night nailed it, as I said earlier. We should stand in praise of Mr. Monday Night. But that's what people expect. I mean, we're only two weeks into the season, Robin. Mr. Monday Night tells you. Who's going to win and lose? We did have you did have several people thank you for making their mortgage. And pe- yeah, people were saying I got the month's rent, alimony payments coming up. That's what I do. And you get it for free every single week. Mr. Monday night gave you I said I, I hate going against home team dogs on a Monday night. But as I mentioned, the Jets are not only home team dogs, they are unfortunately a complete shit show dog show and pony show. And we want to remind people where they can find all of your fantastic Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Thursday Night. Mr. Sunday. Mr. Sunday. Actually, on Thursday and Monday, I've been on fire. My Sunday picks are mediocre, five and four after two weeks, which is hardly profitable, but it's still not a losing record. i got to crank up my Sunday game. But Monday Night Football, three and one. Thursday Night Football, three and oh. Sunday's five and four. That's 11 and five if you're scoring at home. That's still winning. It's not spectacular, but it's good, especially on Mondays and Thursdays because everybody's excited about Sundays. When I give you the Mondays and Thursdays at a 6-in-1 clip, now what is that, Robin? We figured out 70% the other day. What's 6-in-1? Because I'm not good at math. 6-in-1, so 6 out of 7. I need somebody who does analytics. Get Gabe Kapler on the phone in Atlanta and find out what 6-in-1 would be. It's a pretty damn good percentage. Is that 50%? No, 50% would be 3-3, three and three, Robin. Are you serious? Do I have to already give you? You're supposed to be good at math. You say it's 6 and 1, 50%. I got to give right. you one of well, these right six away. 6 and 0 would be 60%. No, 6 and 0 would be 100%. Oh, yeah. 6 and 0 would be 100%. Oops. Oh, no, I got to give you a double <laughs> one of those. 6 and 0 to you is 60%. No, 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 no. 6 no, and 0 no. is 100% yes. accuracy. Yes. Yes. See, that's what the O means. You mean Usually, six wins, no losses. Hang on a second. Let me put my math hat on for a second. Math hat? I have horrible math skills, I and know. even I know what six and O means. <laughs> Hold on. Wow. Hold on. Hold on for what? Six and O would be 100. So six divided, 100 divided by six. Three, 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 so we'll do be- this later, Robin. 
please. I'm trying to get people to listen and love the show. 70, 60, 67%, I think. No. Is that right? No, six and one is not 67%, Robin. If seven is 100%, do I have to go to Common Core math now to figure this out? Seven represents 100%. You take away one from seven, what's the percentage? I'm looking Burton for Gass people is, to help Burton, us. Burton Gus is saying divide six by seven, Robin. It's 85.7%. Exactly there right. We go. Okay. You're trying to downplay Mr. Monday Night's greatness? <laughs> by the way, on, on Thursday night, 3 and 0, what percentage, winning percentage is that, Robin? Thursday night, uh, 3 and 0 so far after the first couple of games. That would be 100%, Bob. Oh, thank you very much, Robin. Let me give you a roaring round. <laughs> you're following now that when you have when you have no losses, you're always at a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I got that. Whether got you're that. one and oh, two and oh, or one billion and oh, that is always a hundred percent. I'm so sorry. I was distracted by your brilliance. I really was. Well, I do have a shine. Yes. There is an aura coming off of me today. <laughs> Anyway, let's get back to the business. This Enough is about. Such a crock of shit. No, it's not. This is spat. We're spitting facts in game, and the quarterback carnage that's going on in the NFL so far in the first couple of weeks is something that I've never ever seen. And I'm talking about a long, long time. I'm talking about six decades. Yes, I'm that old. But see, I, you can be six decades if you start your if you started in like '69 or '59. Uh-huh. It's what, you know, Tim McCarver started his baseball career in 1959. So he could say he played in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s and said he played, and in the early 2000s, he played six different decades, even though he didn't really play six different decades. For example, I started my radio career in 1969, so I can say I've been in radio in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and now in the 2010 era, Right. Swedish chef says this is some white folk math. This is some white folk math. <laughs> no, white folks are usually good at math, especially Robin, who claims that I, she's good at I math. I am usually when I, it, I am self-admittedly the worst at math. I still use my fingers. I still use a calculator. You know, if I'm working a cash register, I put in how much somebody gave me, and then the machine tells me how much I have to give back. I'm just like modern-day millennials. They don't know how much to, what the change of a, of a dollar is anymore if you spend 63 cents. Oh, you know what really screws them up? <laughs> what? If it's something is like a dollar 37 and yeah. you give them $5.37 yes. so that you don't have any change to get back and they look at you like, you gave me too much and I'm like, yes, I know. but I, I know, work. that throws them off. I don't try <laughs> to do that. That's not fair to the youngsters out there who are just trying to get started in the world. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, let's get back to football. Not to the Eagles. Let's get it back to the National Football League. So Andrew Luck, he gone. Eli Manning, not gone. And they're really not going to cut the guy, I don't think. I don't think they should. Eli Manning, whether you like the guy or not, whether you want to post pictures of Eli face, and whether you want to bring up the records against the Eagles, which are not good, the Eagles have owned Eli Manning. I guess the happiest people that Eli Manning is no longer a starting quarterback, at least for now, depending on what Daniel Jones does, is the New England Patriots. They hate Eli Manning. He cost them two Super Bowls. Do you realize that without Eli Manning of the National Football League, Tom Brady would have two more rings? Remember, Eli Manning beat the Patriots twice with unbelievable, miraculous plays, but they still count. So he's got two Super Bowl rings. He's been in the league a long time, 
and uh, what, 16 years? So I'm not going to sit here and diss Eli. Eli Manning's one of the greatest quarterbacks, and I know I love all the stats. Eli Manning is a 500 quarterback. Eli Manning. You know what, how many games Eli Manning lost against the Philadelphia Eagles in his career, Robin? 20. The Eagles are 20 and 10 against Eli Manning. No other team has handed Eli and the Giants more losses. 234 career starts for Eli Manning. So the Eagles have beaten him more than any other team. They also have the most interceptions against Eli Manning, 34. They have 60 sacks against Eli Manning in the head-to-head battles over the years between the Eagles and Eli Manning as a starting quarterback. 60 sacks is tied for the most. So the Eagles have had good luck against Eli Manning. But Eli Manning also counts $23 million against the New York Giants cap this year. If they had cut him before the season started, they would have saved $17 million of that money. And you know why they didn't cut him before the season started? Because they weren't going to throw Daniel Jones out to the Wolves in week one. And they're throwing him out to the Wolves now. And, you know, we see this happen all the time. Players have unbelievable careers. It's time to move on. Ben Roethlisberger, as he come back from an injury, we'll find out. Drew Brees is going to come back. But we're looking at the changing of the guard now in the National Football League. Baltimore moved on from Joe Flacco. He's still playing. He goes to Denver. You know, now you got Big Ben, who may not play again. you got Drew Brees, who's going to play again, but he's obviously near the end of the road, despite playing at a high level. Eli Manning's time is over. Andrew Luck's time is over. This morning, we find out Cam Newton didn't show up for practice with the Carolina Panthers. And the first thing I thought of, maybe he was expecting another Amazon delivery of the latest scarf he was going to wear in his next game. But no, it was a little more serious than that. Reports in Charlotte today that Eli Manning's wife, not Eli Manning, Cam Newton's wife was watching him play Uh on Thursday night football and reportedly said to him, he looks like he hates playing football right now. That's a quote from somebody really well-connected with the Carolina Panthers. And you watch the game on Thursday night, and, and, you know, he's a happy-go-lucky guy. He's a little weird, but a lot of people are weird. I don't care about his wardrobe. But the fact that you watch it, when his wife is watching at home and says, he looks like he hates playing football right now, you know, he thought about that. Also, his foot is hurt, and people were saying, was he hurt? Was he, was he not hurt? And then the team said he wasn't hurt. And now today, apparently, he says he's going to step out. He's not quitting. He's just not going to play this weekend against um, – who is he playing against? I guess it's the Buccaneers, right, if I'm not mistaken? No, the Giants are playing against the Buccaneers. Anyway, he will not be playing this weekend, and it's because of his health and personal reasons. The personal reasons are his wife said, hey, maybe you should take a week off or something. Relax. Take care of your foot. So the, the, the scare was, wait a minute, Cam Newton's going to now quit and walk away from football? So that's not the case, despite some early warnings earlier today coming from Charlotte that he wasn't in camp. You know, when, when he doesn't show up at the practice facility, people say, where's Cam Newton? And so the speculation starts. So apparently he's not done, and he will not play this weekend for the Carolina Panthers. Other quarterbacks will play. But you know who's still not going to play? Well, Trevor Simeon, I mentioned, out with a broken ankle. And here's the most amazing part of this. And I hate to always bring it back to Colin Kaepernick. 
We have so many quarterbacks who are basically knocked out of games, retiring, banged up, lost for the season, and yet somehow nobody is calling Colin Kaepernick, at least at this hour. Uh-huh. And again, I'm not going to sit here and adjudicate Colin Kaepernick and go into why they're not bringing him in. I don't know why. I have a question, though. Well, I probably don't have the answer, but go ahead. I mean, it has been proven over and over and over again in the past that if you are a really good player, an exceptional player. Well, there aren't many of those sitting at home, Robin, right now. Quarterback-wise. But if you are, somebody will sign you on even if you have done some questionable things. Unless you're a comic, and then they shut you down and ruin your career. And some people think that the NFL colluded and shut him down, Colin Kaepernick because of the stuff that he did. They don't just want that. I don't think the league is telling teams. I know there was a lawsuit and they settled it. And again, I don't care whether Colin Kaepernick plays or not. But to I mean, me, in my world, wearing the pink socks, I don't care how many people try to make excuses for it. That, to me, is, is a reason why a lot of teams don't want to have him around. But you can't have mean, that message being right. sent out there. But to doesn't people. it mean, though, I mean, I know that that's how you feel. But in yeah, and I'm not signing. I'm not a, I don't own things, an NFL team, Robin. Doesn't it mean that owners of teams have put his name up and they've had the plus columns and the minus columns? Of course, and Robin. Right now, the minus columns are still outweighing the pluses. That's common sense. Right? I mean, that's 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 so that obvious. Obviously, this means that no it doesn't mean people, anything. It means they don't want to deal with him. And it also means that he is not as good as everybody Well, we don't know that. There's some people who say he's better than guys who are playing right now. And I, I guarantee you, he's better than a lot of guys on benches in the NFL. Probably. Is he better than some starters? I don't know. Maybe. That's not for me to decide. I don't care. There's a reason why people aren't bringing him in. I don't know what the reason is. You could say it's racism, but that's bullshit. Because it's not racism. Because some of the young, the best young quarterbacks in the NFL... Or African-American guys coming into the league and excelling. So that has nothing to do with race. And again, I'm, again, I'm not going to turn this into a Colin Kaepernick show. There's plenty of people who will do that. There's plenty of columns to be written now with all of these quarterbacks out of the league. And yet Colin Kaepernick, still his phone apparently is not ringing for what we know. Anyway, enough about that. But it's only Tuesday, and we already have all that the NFL is going to hell. What a bad week for the quarterback position. You saw Carson Wentz get banged around on Sunday night. I mean, it's a violent game. You saw Trevor Simeon have his ankle broken in the game by Miles Garrett accidentally, and Mm Miles Garrett apologizes. Hey, I didn't want to see anybody get hurt in the game. Miles Garrett's a great player for the Cleveland Browns, but he's got to ratchet it back a little bit. Kid's a star. He's a stud. And how about the Cleveland Browns last night, Robin? How excited are the Cleveland Browns? Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. No, that's the great American. Uh, that's the greatest American he hero. Refuses to die. Yes, he does. But last night, all of a sudden, Cleveland Brown fans were breathing easier, watching their team, and especially the greatness it is. Odell Beckham Jr. with a one-handed grab, and then they took his helmet away. And you know what it was? You know why they took him out of the game? Because they thought the they thought the visor that he was wearing. The tint was not accepted. It was an NFL-approved tinting on his visor. Guys could wear, like, completely black visors. He had, like, a shade of pink on it. Oh, and they took him out. No. He took his helmet away and made him take the visor off. That's how anal the NFL is. I mean, how stupid is that? What advantage could he have of wearing a visor? 
that wasn't the right color. Hey, did you it know, give him like superhumans? Did did it make him ba- like Superman, where he can see through the quarterbacks and see through the huddles? Rose-colored glasses do make the world look better. And now all of a sudden, Cleveland Browns fans are looking at the world through rose-colored glasses after their performance last night against a really totally destroyed New York Jets team. Jets scored three points, and Trevor Simeon had like three total yards passing in the first half of that game. So unfortunately for the young man, nice smile, but. You know, and unfortunately now he's got a broken ankle, but he keeps getting phone calls. He's always on that list. When teams lose a player, who do they bring in? Paxton Lynch is still getting phone calls and being brought into teams. So it's interesting, you know, who guys are sitting around at home waiting for phone calls, and we see what's out there. There's a reason why these guys aren't in the National Football League. There you're, oh my God, we need somebody to come in here right away or else we will have nobody playing quarterback. So anyway, that's the latest on the NFL. But the Browns, you were talking about the Browns. Yeah, the, the Browns were excited. They were actually excited before the game. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the Cleveland Browns PR office put together this video of one of my least favorite shows of all time. But hey, some people like it, some people don't, or as we say, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Let's go to the video, Robin. Now you're watching this, and they've got all the players, people who can't see it on our Twitch stream. All the Cleveland Brown guys are out there. There's a waterfall. Is that the set of a... I think it's a Gatorade waterfall. It is a Gatorade waterfall. Demarius Randall, Odell Beckham, all the players, Denzel Ward. Obviously, Kyler Murray's out there. J.C. Treader. Treader? They fall into the ice bathtubs that are around them on the football practice field. It's kind of cute. Well, if you like Friends. And see, I told you, Friends to me signal the end of the modern-day sitcom is funny era. That's when sitcoms stopped being funny. Friends ruined it for everybody. Just like Saturday Night Live ruins it for all comics. Ruins it for fun. Friends ruined, to me, the sitcom era. And you can watch Friends until the cows come home. You could watch it 24-7. I don't care what you watch. I only give my opinions because that's all I have to give other than Fs. And sometimes I don't have many of those to give either. I just give whatever I have. You got to get what you want. You got to give what you take or whatever else people say these days. So in other words, you're saying that Friends jumped the shark and so they should have used something a little bit more. No, no, that's cool because Friends, you know, uh, people still talk about it. It's the 25th anniversary of Friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I always thought it was a racist show back before it was cool to call call everything racist. I always thought that was some white folk shit. Back in the day, before everybody was hypersensitive about race and diversity, Friends to me was the epitome of that's some white folk okay. shit right there. I, Friends was white folk shit. It may don't be, tell me otherwise, Robin. I'm just saying that you have never <laughs> once, ever, 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 have I heard you make disparaging comments about any type of a show, calling it racist or anything of the ilk. I'm not the only the, person who noticed because it. Because you are about, hey, teach Diversity. Diversity, you know, whatever you like. And let's lo- be honest. You like it, People don't want to admit it. Friends was the quintessential White dorks all living together and hanging out show. Not that there's anything wrong with that. 
But I don't understand why it's, it's put up there as this, oh, my God, what an earth-shattering show. It changed the way we watch sitcoms. No, it didn't. It changed the way some people watch sitcoms and thought of that as, that could be me up there. I could be these people. That could be my life. The problem you know is, what? Is I'm not about people, that life. People keep forgetting that every <laughs> single era has had its own friends. You know, not really. Yes, no, every not. single era has had some kind. My of a friends sitcom. would be more like Seinfeld, even though I didn't watch Seinfeld and its initials. No, of but what I'm saying is, every era has had some kind of a sitcom that spoke out and and made like. Yeah, you know what era was better for me? Sanford and Son, All in the Family. I know those were the eras that talked that to me. That was your era. That's before everything became sanitized. Everything became racist. Everything became. Uh, those are shows that you could not do right now. You notice they haven't rebooted All in the Family. They did that stupid play, which was yeah. a joke on TV. Yikes. All in the Family. They couldn't do that anymore. They I couldn't mean, do even Sanford. Look, look at what they did to Roseanne. They couldn't do Sanford and Son right now, right? And that was, that was, that was really groundbreaking television. Yeah. When comedy was funny and you were allowed to do stuff that was pushing the envelope. That's what comedy is. I'll get into the whole thing with nbc You know how NBC has NBC-us? No, yeah. Not it's anymore. NBC-a. NBC. Vafanculo. To everybody who runs NBC, and especially the Saturday night schifosos. I don't call for boycotts. I don't do that stuff. I don't watch Saturday Night I, I don't remember the last time I actually watched Saturday I Night. I know. It's awful. And, you know, they bring in new cast members every year, and that's great for comedians who want to move up in the food chain. You know, because most of the comedians, a lot of them, they get their own spinoffs. They get their own movie roles. And we have an insider uh, for Shane Gillis here. My son, Christian, works at Helium, which is where Shane Gillis got his big break originally. That's exactly. That's he started out. So he's a good friend of Shane's. and uh, Shane, a local Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area guy, actually in central Pennsylvania. And I don't know. I didn't know Shane Gillis. There's a lot of great comics out there. A lot of them have podcasts. A lot of them have YouTube channels. And so I'm gonna, I don't want to get into that now because there's so much sports stuff I want to yes. get into. But we'll get into have it a later. segment of that. There will be a Bruno rant coming up. Ooh. And as you can tell. Warning, warning. You don't even need a warning for this. I'm speaking for the people whose voices have been silenced out there. That's why I'm here. This is a sir. I'm a public servant. You don't elect me. You choose to watch this show. You choose to support this show. I'm not begging for votes or coming up with stupid proposals that are going to make your life better. We just have fun every day, talk about sports and other stuff. Scrapple Joe says, hey, Tony, check out F is for Family on Netflix. Bill Burr animated cartoon about a family from the 70s. No holds barred on the PC front. I know. Now Bill Burr is a guy who's now crossed the law. How dare Bill Burr? How dare he not walk in lockstep? And I want to give the great comedians a lot of love, too. The Seinfelds and the legendary comedians who are speaking out about what the hell is happening yes. in this country, about the fact that comics... We just had you know, a comic on Kostaki yesterday, yep. Economopolis, another comic who was a, has a master's degree in political science and stopped doing political humor. And again, you can do with any kind of humor. Political humor is okay. It's free speech. You can do whatever you want in a comedy club. That's what makes it comedy. But when we start now using comics, previous bits previous comedy to try to break down what their intent is or whether they're racist, homophobes, or whatever, yet 
NBC allows guys like Brian Williams, Hold on a who second. was a pro- Are you starting no, I'm not starting now? the rant. I have a lot to say about this. You're the one who ba- baited I know, me. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. You baited I, but me I, on that's this. why I'm I'm cutting you off, and I'm going to hold this rant until get your popcorn later on ready. the show. Get the pop. Don't get corn pop. He's dangerous, even though he's an ancient, he's probably a senior citizen in Delaware. Not corn pop. Although corn pop is probably listening to the show right now down in that swimming pool in Wilmington, no, Delaware, actually, where Joe Biden saw, was a lifeguard. I, I did see a, a obituary for corn pop. Corn pop is no longer with us. No. He's what about go- corn pop gone. Jr. or corn pop the third? Um, no, but I believe his cousin Fruit Loops is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch, I think there was a real big gang war in Wilmington, and eventually Captain Crunch and Corn Pop decided it on the streets with rusty switchblades. Just like West Side Story. Can I, uh, just a real side note. <laughs> Can I just ask anybody because I am not, I'm not a uh, a knife. Uh, you never had blade. a knife fight, Robin. No, Did never you ever had bring a, knife, a fight. knife to a gunfight. I have yet to do that. You know, it's been on my bucket list. But correct me if I'm wrong, please. Somebody out there who knows about knives and how to take care of them. Last time I checked, you're not supposed to dip a knife blade in water because that rusts them up. Exactly. And you're not supposed to bang them on the sidewalk or the stoop, as he said, as Joe Biden said, to get dings in them. That's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do. I don't know. I wasn't in a gang back then with Joe. Joe's older than me. Well, first of all, we didn't have rain barrels here in the city. (laughs) So I didn't have a rain barrel. Therefore, when I had my switchblade and wanted to take it out or my box cutter, with a razor. I think you're supposed to keep it oiled. Yeah, I, I always was told, put a little WD-40 on that thing when you're closing it up. This way you don't get it yeah. rusty. So I'm I don't understand. I, listen, Joe Biden was in a different gang than I was. <laughs> I was in the gangs of South Philly. He was in the gangs of swimming pools in Wilmington, Delaware. You know, that's, that's his issue, not mine. I don't care what he does. Forget about Corn Pop. Yes, Sugar Pops who was one of his illegitimate children, I believe, uh-huh. is still roaming out there in Wilmington. So be careful, all my friends down there in the Diamond State, the home of tax-free shopping. Just be careful. The Pops gang, the Sugar Pops, well, the Sugar Corn Pops. Pops. The, last time, the last thing I read is that you know he's, he's laid up because of his diabetes. <laughs> yes, that's Doug McGregor. Corn Pop went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And then, you know, shit hit the fan and... Nobody went to swimming pools anymore. And now look what's happened to America, ladies and gentlemen. I can't fix all these problems. I can only deal with three hours at a time every single day. Now, Big Sexy 69 <laughs> says, how do you clean them then, Robin? You Robin know, doesn't re- clean anything. She lets them get rusty. Well, I have to go no, no, in the no. back and put the, put the oil on This is on what it. I think Joe Biden, how, how he screwed up his story. Because he read somewhere that you are supposed to, to sharpen and clean knives with a whetstone. Well, no, no, wet. that's to sharpen it. That's to sharpen it. Yeah. But a whetstone is not wet. No, it's it got oil. Certain, it's, it's got a, oil. It's a type of stone. But it's got oil in it, right. too. Right. Oil. So I think that he Like liquid ball barons out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mikey misses hair plugs. We don't need you to fix problems, Tony. We just need free shit. Exactly. I mean, that's what everybody needs. Who doesn't? And we gave a lot of free shit away oh last night again. Oh, my gosh. At Landmark Americana, the great Joe Krause. I mean, he always has good stuff. He must, he must, he has more jerseys than a sporting goods store. 
And we give them away every week so on our show. So last night, again, you had to be there in person. Unfortunately, this is not something that is available to those people listening online. But we will have things like this available for all of our listening audience. But uh, there was those uh, really, really cool camo jerseys. The, the real ones, not the, the Bobo one. ones. Yeah, these no, are these the are all legit. Legit. Uh, these are not from shirt. China. These no. are really NFL, American-made quality and product. the grand prize. So everybody, each they get raffle. Everybody that shows up gets a raffle for free, no payment payment and then if you win a jersey then you are eligible to be put into the hopper for um tickets to lambeau field with hotel accommodation exactly you're not getting those kinds of prizes so the next time you can come out and see get a chance will be thursday night football when mr thursday night will walk in i may have to have my pimp hat my pimp cloak and my uh-huh. pimp cup to walk in for Thursday what's your, nights. What's a pimp cup? You know, it's like a chalice. Oh. You don't remember that, Robin? That's oh, bad. That's See, that's it's that's not, why. It's not your mug? Give you're her one just of, way oh. too white, Robin. I got to give you another one of those. Well, that, that should be your pimp cup then, the one right no, behind you. No, a pimp you. cup is a chalice. That's okay. not a pimp cup. That's a Robin, give her one of those cups. A pimp cup is basically like you go to church if you're Catholic and the priest gets out the big one for Sunday mass, the big mass like noon when everybody doesn't want to wake I up l- too I early. I like the big one, yeah. Or the 5 o'clock. And he has the chalice, and he comes out, and the altar boy pours the water and the wine in there, and then the. But the pimp cup has a lot more. You got to have diamonds in it. Ah. You got to have at rubies, least rubies, emeralds, all kinds of precious Is stones. It gold. It's gold. Yes, it's got to okay, be gold. Gold. Or you could go platinum right now, because platinum, you know, it depends. Okay. Whatever you want to your pimp cup to be, I will be bringing it to Screwballs Thursday night up in King of Prussia for another Thursday night get together. With the gang and all the folks up there at King of Prussia area. You following me right now, Robin? I am following you. Did you say you like the big one? Every now and then, you know. <laughs> Come but on, I'm not, Robin. I'm not, get... pick, I'm not that picky. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, let's get back to the business. So the Cleveland Browns, meanwhile, how boring was it for the New York Jets? I felt bad for Jet fans. Oh. I, just, I just had a bad feeling about that game. You know, we saw Trevor Simeon come out. I mean, even though they were trying to run Le'Veon Bell into the ground, he looked pretty good. Eventually, you have to throw the football. Le'Veon Bell was playing his guts out last night. The Jets well, were trying. Not start sucking each other's I'm not. I'm, I'm not giving Le. Le'Veon Bell's a good running back. You know, look what happens. He leaves. He leaves Pittsburgh, and the Jets are a disaster. You know, guys are leaving. My jumping ship in Miami, wanting to get out. Pittsburgh's trading for guys. But last night. We've seen fan behavior in arenas and stadia around the world. This one's a little unusual to me. Stadia, that's a good word. That's plural, Robin. That's what I do here. I'm a, I'm a cunning linguist on this show. I'm a linguistic. Thank God. Not anthropologist. I'm just a cunning linguistic. Look that up. No, it's not, a, it's not at the uh, Olive Garden and the unlimited salad bowl and pasta. No, we, we approve of it. Thank you. So anyway, last night. You know, fans are bored. They're in the stands. Everybody's yeah. got their phones oh, now. Yeah. Imagine going to sports now without a cell phone. I remember when you weren't allowed to go take cell phones into concerts because the artist would scream, yeah, what are you doing taking pictures? How now, dare you? Now you can't keep people from taking their phones everywhere. But thankfully, somebody had a phone at MetLife Stadium last night, high up into the stands, as poor New York Met fans, trying to find something to stimulate them, trying to find something to make them happy, to take their minds off the Jets, Mm -hmm. only scoring three points against the Cleveland Browns at home. And then this young man was spotted, and somebody had a camera phone behind him, 
and zoomed in to see exactly what he was searching for. And it wasn't his fantasy team, or maybe it was his fantasy team. I asked. Because this be. young man, we got to be able to zoom in on this. So here's, here's, and you might go, okay, you know, what is it that they're looking at? Yeah, he's probably looking up Luigi's Funkin' Fantasy to see how he did this weekend with Luigi versus the listeners. But no, you zoom in. Zoom in even farther. And you got to go zoom. Can you zoom, zoom, zoom? Can I zoom in even more? Let's can you see. zoom in even more? Because this man is obviously a student of anatomy. So instead of wasting time watching for his fantasy team or seeing who was going to replace Trevor Simeon or what else was going around around the National Football League. This young man said, hey, let me get a little anatomy lesson tonight while I'm in the stands. I wish I could zoom in more, Tony, but I can't. Oh, I can't wait, believe no, you didn't actually, make it no, bigger. No, no, hold on. Make I it can. bigger, Robbie. You've heard that term before. <laughs> can you make it bigger, Robbie? <laughs> Hang on. You know... When I make it, if I'm going to make it bigger, it's going to take just a few minutes because, you know, you can't do this instantaneously. Was he cramming for an upcoming anatomy uh, lesson today, maybe in school? Maybe he's a college student. Maybe instead of going out and getting all liquored up and going to a Jets game and then fighting with other Jet fans, I think Fireman Ed has even bailed now. Even he's not showing up anymore there it to is, the Jets Tony. games. It is bigger now. And I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty good at anatomy. That doesn't look like he's breaking down the jet sweep, the no. famous play in the National Football League. No, I do believe that in certain circles, one would call that a vajayjay. Where Swedish chef says, oh, he was just trying to pick up a tight end for his fantasy team. That ain't a tight end. That's the wrong side. Now, from having gone on to Google and WebMD myself several times... <laughs> The photograph is a artist rendering of what very much looks like a vagina. Of a JJ, Robin. Of a JJ. <laughs> and my thought is that his girlfriend. His girlfriend was going to snatch the phone away from him, but she left, just like the rest of the Jets fans. I think his yes. girlfriend is either telling him he needs to study something or. Maybe he is concerned that something doesn't look quite like it's supposed to. We can have all sorts of conjecture here. I mean, but that is, is that not the great? All the times we rip fans for doing stupid stuff in the stands, right? Here's a young man just trying to study the female anatomy. He knows that the Jets suck, and he wants to know how to suck. You know, normally you got to go, maybe he hasn't... Um, Maybe he hasn't experienced one yet, well, a live-action Punani. Just so that we are clear. Now, we can't see, unfortunately, what is being written. I tried zooming in, and I can't But it's not it a porn all. site or anything. By no, the way, no, no. it's not pornographic. This is, this is somebody that texted. He is in a text How do you site. know he's in a text, Because Robert? you see the Was blue... it a group text? I don't know. Is that what women are sending out now instead of guys sending out dick pics? Women are sending out punani, uh, not even their own punanis. No, this is, this is like an artist rendering yes, of a punani. This is an artist rendering. Guys of usually punani. just send their own junk pics to women. Yeah. Women are now sending, like, uh, <laughs> anatomically Trevor correct from the 203 depictions. Is confirming that that is a group text. Mm -hmm. And I think you can you can see that it's a group. Oh yes, he's correct because you can see the multiple. Uh, names sort of layered on top of each other right at the top of his phone screen. So that is a group text, and he is in the process of responding. 
We are just making clear as to what is going on <laughs> in this, this particular be, scenario. This could be the greatest fan reaction ever. Just when you thought we were going to show another brawl in the stands at the Jets-Browns game last night, we're looking at a young man studying female anatomy in a group text. That's safe right there. You know, maybe... No, does he, you're not going to get mono by looking at that picture. Yes. You're not going to be... You know, you're, you're just trying to... It's... it's Tony, maybe we're onto something. Maybe this is exactly that. Maybe this is a group study session. Like he was supposed mm-hmm. to be uh, studying anatomy with a group. Maybe and he goes he to said, Rutgers and they were trying to learn the anatomy of yes. a punani. And I think that's a course there at Rutgers, so, isn't it? I believe so. I believe that is exactly it's punani 101 is what that course is called. I think more men should take this. It should be a requirement. <laughs> There are so many. You know, you knew this would spark a lot of reaction on the twit on the Twitch stream right now because everybody's looking. We're not trying to do tawdry stuff. We're yeah. not trying to show body parts. This is not even a real one. This is an actual. Like if you go into an encyclopedia, if you still have those around, where you go online and you're trying to learn the anatomy, human nobody, anatomy. I mean, for God's sakes, this should not be a shameful thing. We should be able to talk about body parts and even exactly. show art, especially Listen, artist renderings. What's he going to watch? The Jets in not being able to throw a ball downfield? This guy's learning about how to go deep. Deep and find the necessary holes and gaps. The G-spot. The elusive G-spot. He's probably trying to learn things that the Jets don't need to worry about this year. Because the Jets ain't hitting any tight spots. The Jets are not finding the G-spot. They're not even finding the W spot right now. The Jets are a mess, and I give, I commend this young man sitting there at MetLife Stadium last night learning about the human anatomy. Let me give him a roaring round of applause. You can mock the guy. I am not. I'm not mocking him. I am saying good for you, good for you. Any woman who is with you will be happier because of it. <laughs> Dean Jackson. It was his girlfriend saying, "Here is a picture of my vajayjay. Find the clit. Get back to me. You've been missing it for six months now." I mean, that's you know that could be a subtle way of sending a message. Yes. <laughs> Mikey misses hair plugs. I was doing the same thing at home last night, not paying twenty five bucks for a beer while doing so. See, these are a lot of people are smart. Yeah. They're saying, "Hey, give this guy credit. He paid for all that money for a Jets ticket." And then, you know, the game was a shit show. So he figured he would go in there and, um, and, and uh, explore the murky depths, if you understand what I'm saying. I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. Now, Tony, oh, we all know God. that, it, that <laughs> the uh, Punani 101 class, you could actually teach that class. Well, I mean, come on, Robin. I just don't have enough time. If I did, I would, I would be perusing and touring the con- uh, touring well if i were to teach this on a college campus i would be thrown out just like everybody else who's trying to teach people <laughs> the things that matter in, in earth on earth what matters the human body if you don't know the human body what do you know you know what i'm saying you know i'm curious to see how much things have changed even <laughs> back home in the netherlands te- because when i was in i get this so for all of you Americans who really don't get how open other parts of the world are about sex, nudity, sexuality, mm-hmm. uh, in 
sixth and seventh grade. No, no, no. Sorry. Seventh and eighth grade. Seventh and eighth grade. We had uh, anatomy, human sexuality, all kind of rolled into one. And we had a actual human sexuality instructor come in that talked about how to please a man or a woman, um, how to put on condoms, showed us how to do that on, on cucumbers and bananas and, and really went into in-depth on how to find the G-spot, how to, like, all sorts of stuff. Can you even imagine? And, and we had co-ed dressing rooms for Jim. Co-ed dressing rooms. As the great Ricky Nelson once sang, Robin, when he went to a garden party, not at Madison Square Garden, where the Knicks will probably suck again this year. You go out and you learn one thing, Robin, about life. Because it's all right now, young man. He got to the garden party and what happened? Uh huh. You can't please everyone, Robin. Nope. So you got to please yourself. So this young man probably knows how to please himself, because let's be honest. That's where you're supposed to, you're supposed to learn how to do that first. Yes. I mean, who knows how to please themselves better than people who please themselves? You know whether you're doing it right or wrong. That's the great thing about physiology. People came from miles around to go watch the New York Jets. Everyone was there, except uh, Rex Ryan. He was home uh, sucking his wife's toes. He didn't even want to be bothered with that kind of stuff in New York. You know what I'm saying? Eli wasn't there last night. I like, I like the Cleveland Browns' new coach, though. Yeah, that boy, that's a boy, that's a good Alabama boy down there. I love that the man Cleveland loved the football for them Crimson Tiders made way back Not in the day. Not only that, but I love the camaraderie that he had. I mean, obviously, he got his first wing. Him. Everybody loves him in that locker room. Gotta please yourself. This isn't a rant. This is just, just think of this as. Anatomy 101 today. School's in session. Professor Tony. Can I get that pick on a coffee mug now? <laughs> That's Tebow's pretzel right there. Speaking about a man who learned human anatomy. It waited a long time to learn about that. Maybe Tim Tebow was there with him. Teaching him about the... Oh, well, no, Tim's... Uh, he's, he's probably... He's not a virgin anymore. Uh, no. You know, I don't think he's a virgin anymore, is he? I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'm married, Tony. So I, I, hope I don't know. Not. Is he married? I think so, isn't he? JSC77 said, wait, Robin grew up in Europe? Who knew? Never heard that before. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, wow, I, I think wow, I mentioned wow. it maybe not wow, quite as wow, often as wow, Tony wow, mentioning wow. that he grew up in Philly. Come on. I don't have to mention that I grew up in Philly. Everybody knows I did, Robin. How can you compare the two? What's the matter yeah, with you? My youth was way cooler. <laughs> well, you got that. You got that right. Seriously. If you want to try to compare upbringings, trust me. I came. I was a sharecropper son here in South Philadelphia. Robin grew up all over the world in exotic locales. What did I do? Play on, on a fire hydrant. Sit on steps. Play with broken broomsticks. And carved up pimple balls with pimple faces. In lonely places. So Robin's got that. Why do you think I'm with her? Uh, you think I'm going to take some Stu Nod chick who hasn't been outside the city limits? Tebow is not married yet, but he proposed in January to a former Miss Universe Demi Lee 
Nell Peters. She an Instagram model? Holy guacamole, is she gorgeous? She is a. Well, you think he's going to? You think? You, you, I guarantee you, all of these famous people get the Instagram model, so to speak. Instagram was created for hot chicks to basically go after athletes and other people too. If not for Instagram, how many lonely NFL, NBA, college football players would we have out there on each and every night? That's why this young man has to go on the phone and look it up. But thankfully to all you Instagram models, you have made America better, safer, and great again. This is, this is Demi Lee Nell Peters. Uh, that is one of her photographs. I need a full body shot, Robin. I don't want a headshot of some oh, hot chick. A lot of women look great when they, when they put a headshot on, so to speak. I need full body. I don't mean nude. I'm not going that way. Come on, people. You think I'm that lame? But she is, she is beautiful. She is a former Miss Universe from South Africa. Beautiful, man. So she probably speaks Afrikaans. Well, look at that. Um, let me see. Bob from Valley Forge. How's her breasts? See, now, come on, man. We're not going to sink to that level here. Never. We never sink that not low. Not until the third hour of the show. Then all, you know, all bets are off at that point. Well, she's, let's just, can we just say she is stunning? Stunning. Wow. There's a lot of chicks that look stunning. I look stunning in person. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't photograph well. But you meet me in person. You know, I'm pretty clean sometimes if I shave, shower, and all the other accoutrement. Pouring on a little aqua de selva. You thought I was going to say aqua velva. Aqua de selva, Robin. That's old Dean school. Dean says, I don't think she is stunning. What is wrong with you? Dean's a weird dude, man. He is. He Just thinks, what you think. He, he loves, what's her name, the chick from Friends, who I don't like at Jennifer all. Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys do. Because they've never met Jennifer Aniston. All they see is the super tan pictures on magazine covers. Yeah, I mean... She's you... obviously... Look, her and Halle Berry. Halle Berry is absolutely flawless, right? You see her on TV. She's beautiful. She's an actress. Physically. Physically. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying she's bad inside. I'm saying that as beautiful as she is, as beautiful as a lot of these actresses are, guess what? What do they have in common? One of them has been married multiple times. And again, that's not a, a, a condemnation. But a lot of celebrities, they're good looking. They marry another good looking celebrity. And guess what happens? They figure out that just because they're big celebrities and have millions of dollars doesn't mean they're going to have the same bullshit at home when they live with one another for a couple of months, a couple of years, maybe a decade. Because people are people. You and I should get along. Remember that song, Robin? People are people. Yeah. Find that one for me, Robin. Holly Berry's been married like six times. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But if she's so perfect and the guys that she married are so perfect, why do they always break up? Same thing with what's-her-face from Friends, Jennifer Aniston. She gets married for a week, then she has all these, and then when it becomes that she's actually thinking about getting married, she never gets married. And again, I don't care. Just don't say you want to get married and have a white picket fence and a family. I don't care who gets married, what your sexual preference is, what your pronoun is. Not every, Nobody's perfect. Even though they look pretty, they're all people like we are. Remember this song, Robin? And they have flaws, whether you can see them or not. I haven't heard enough Depeche Mode lately. You and I should get along. 
That's right. Depressed mode, as some people are calling. <laughs> That's play action real. So don't be don't be wrapping yourself up with celebrities. Listen, I, I admire a lot of people who are really good at what they do, no matter what they do. I've said that forever. But I don't fawn over pretty celebrities or athletes and stuff. They're, they're really, they just happen to do something that is a little more glamorous than we do. Although what I do is pretty glamorous. I mean, I live the glamorous life. Is there, because I, I agree with you, Tony, is there anybody that you would put up on a pedestal other than the fabulous... Larry Fitzgerald, Larry of course. Larry Fitzgerald, of Larry course. Larry Fitzgerald right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I know you have him up on a pedestal. He I got is him your... right up there, thanks to Joe Quill. Look, you got him buried here, Robin. No, no, no. I have him buried there. I have him right... No, no, no. I put him right behind your trophy, one, to protect him, and two... The crystal reflects his greatness when you have it behind there. No, I gotta have Larry Larry Fitzgerald front and center. All Come right. on, man, that's just a bad job. That's my altar. That's the altar. I worship my trophy, the Robin. Give her one of those mugs. Everything up here has special meaning to this program. They're you know, not just some BS artifacts. I love how the fact that you you it is your altar. You now have a photograph of me on your altar, but it's not to praise me, it's to give me one of those. Exactly. Now Dean's saying, what happened to the freak show canned wine cans? Where are they, Robin? Uh they are I think it's behind the Fargo glass. No, Tony? The Fargo glass? Fargo, Fargo mug, right there. I think it might be behind. No, it's not behind. No, here it is. It's up here. Don't worry about it, Dean. Here's your damn freak show. It doesn't stay front and center for an entire year. Everything that matters is ain't here. So don't give me your crap about the freak show wine cans. Ridiculous. Now, pretty soon, we are going to have another display case behind me uh, that we'll be able to put up there that when, we're, when we have the group shot, we'll have a lot of stuff over on this side. So it'll be seen even more because uh, the fabulous Ed Nasta brought me more, more boxes more oh, wooden wine in boxes the box? in the box they were there yeah on sunday when we were at toll man joe's at nasta stopped by for the pregame show before the eagles sunday night game bringing gifts all of these yep. beautiful wine boxes wooden wine boxes not the ones that you throw out these are nope. robin stains them and puts them up and we continue to add to our collection of things that matter to us and to our listeners pretty much everything up there is from our great listeners. That is correct. And that's what we do. This is our altar and our tribute to the people who support this show, and we thank you. Speaking of a group show. Yes. A group uh, Shot? Uh, no, tomorrow. Is this breaking news? This yeah, we haven't announced news. this. Are we ready to announce this this early into the show, Robin? I mean, we're only an hour in. Well, you know what? Before I announce it, let me just double check with the person in question to make sure that it is actually happening, because it was contingent upon one thing. So, Got to give a shout-out to my boy, DJ Mark Asbury. You know that, man. Now he's doing, like, hamburgers. Did you see that? Over the weekend, he posted that he won, like, in a hamburger contest, he won, like, the best DJ. Because there was a burger brawl here in Philly. Yes, yes. I mean, hamburgers are a big thing. Over at the Navy Yard. Except in countries where you can't call them hamburgers. Did you see Burger King had to give in in countries where they don't eat pork product? So they're calling them burgers now. They can't call them hamburgers. Well, no, you know what? It's not that they can't. It's actually a PR thing. I totally get it because 
if yeah, because the burgers are not hamburgers. If you're being introduced into a country that does is not familiar with it, and you hear the word ham burger, and you don't eat pork, you're like, well, I can't eat that. But there's no ham in hamburgers. I know. It, it's the reason they're called. So, why are they called hamburgers, Robin? You should know this now. They're called hamburgers for a reason. Uh, because they were originally introduced in Hamburg? I believe that's the case, Robin. I'm just taking a wild guess. Because why would you call a burger a hamburger? There's Hamburg, Germany. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's where they were invented. You need to look. Now, you lived in Germany, Robin. Uh, for people who don't know, Robin actually lived in Europe and grew up in Europe. <laughs> for those of you who may be just joining us <laughs> and you haven't been listening for the last decade of Robin and I on radio in various reincarnations, uh, <laughs> hamburger doesn't mean there's ham in it. In fact, now burgers are plant burgers. <clears throat> are they, is Burger King and McDonald's calling their no-meat burgers plant burgers? No, they're calling them hamburgers. They're calling them just burgers. The inspiration mm. for the name hamburger did come from Hamburg, Germany. Uh, it was invented... Um, the sandwich itself, the concept of that was invented oh, much later. The yeah. 19th century beef from German Hamburg cows was minced and combined with garlic, onion, salt, and pepper, then formed into patties, but no bread or bun. Well, that's what make... a lot of people do now. That Later, later on, we learned, hey, I'm going to have a burger, but no bun, please, yeah, because I'm, I'm really, i got to cut down the veggie on, the, burger. on the gluten But, but um, it was to make what they then invented was Hamburg steaks. See? That's the, once again, Robin, who brought that knowledge of why hamburgers are called hamburgers? Tony, everyone knows that you are full of useless information. That's not useless information. That's why the term hamburger is stupid. There's no ham in it. And in many places, there's no meat in it either. Now I'm hearing all this plant-based stuff isn't really healthy for you anyway. You know, the argument is, don't have hamburgers, don't eat meat, meat, because you're going to save the planet. And by the way, no one's actually looked into the, into the content of the, ham, of the plant burgers made from plants. So does that mean it's better for you? We just assume it's better for you. Do we not, Robin? Do we now just assume that anything that is soy or plant-based is better for you, healthier yes. for you? and that is not always the case. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. You can eat anything you want. Too many soybeans are actually, have they found that is not good for you because it raises your estrogen levels. Exactly. I don't need any more estrogen. I could use some other things, but not estrogen. I'm not transitioning right now. Maybe when I decide to, to change my pronoun and make a big announcement and have the whole world say, oh, Tony, you're calling himself him now. Is Mr. a pronoun? Mr.? Yeah. Well, that's not going to change. Mr. Is Monday a pronoun? No. Is night a pronoun? No. The hell with it. I'm still Mr. Monday night. Screw everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that soybeans are bad, without They're soy... They're good for you. They're just No, not, I like soy. Yeah. The reason that they become like un, un, unpalatable to a lot of people is because they created soy boys. And now with all the soy boys out there, ah. it's a negative thing, see? Soy boys are not a positive connotation. Soy boys mean Beto O'Rourke or dorks. I don't mean the good dorks who know how to do computer shit, like IT geeks. I mean the dorky dorks who can't do anything. 
can't change a light bulb. Speaking of dorky Soy dorks. boys. Dorky dorks. Yes. Uh, John Travolta is in a new indie movie where he plays a major, major, major geek, and it's... Where we have a John Travolta update yes. on our entertainment line today? Would you like to see the trailer? Does he have a wig on, or does he, does he go bald? Because you know he's oh, bald. No, he has to have a wig on. Why does he have to have a wig on in this? Because he has hair in the movie, and he doesn't have hair in real life, so obviously it's But a that wig. doesn't mean, if he's going to play some sinister whack job, why wouldn't you just go with the bald white guy look? Well, let me tell, so this is, now I watched the trailer. You know what, I'm not going to say anything about the trailer. So the, the, the movie is called The Fanatic. The, the fanatic. fanatic. The Fanatic. And he plays. Is it about a psycho that does an afternoon show at a radio station? And oh, no, that's a different that's one. A, that's different. <laughs> The Fanatic is a story of Moose, played by Travolta. A Moose? Yes, Moose. Not Daryl Moose Johnson, the former Dallas Cowboy no. fullback. Break, great, and of course, great announcer on Fox NFL Sunday. Moose uh, is played by Travolta, and he um, is a middle-aged movie superfan who dresses like a child, inexplicably wears a hybrid bowl-cut mullet, and is obsessed with a type of action and horror films that might fall under the label geek shit. That's what it says in the de- in the description. Yes, uh, specifically. This his... isn't like the fan, which was the uh, Robert De Niro no. movie, where he was an obsessed fan and went into the stands. Well, he is an obsessed <clears throat> fan. He is totally obsessed. Oh wow! Another with... obsessed fan movie. Right. There haven't been enough of those. He's an obsessed <clears throat> fan that is uh, totally obsessed, specifically with an actor named Hunter Dunbar, who is played. Isn't by... he playing quarterback for the Jets now? He is played by Jeremy Renner. <laughs> so Jeremy Renner is playing a. Dorky quarterback? Yeah. Or not quarterback? No, no, no. Uh, he, no. Jeremy Renner plays an action action movie hero. That that uh, Sobrolta's obsessed with? That he is totally obsessed with. And the movie is directed by um, uh, Limp Biscuit frontman Fred Durst. Oh, so Fred Durst. Yeah, Fred Durst has done some movies. Yeah. So this is a low-budget... This is a low-budget movie. Do we have movie. a clip? Do we have, have a trailer? Clip. I do, I do. Hang is on. Is it a double-wide trailer, or is it just a crappy trailer? No, no, no. This is good. This is it going to be better than Gotti? <laughs> why, is the, why is there no... Sound? Let's go to the R-rated. Now, ladies and gentlemen, oh, this is R-rated preview. John Travolta's new movie. It's Quiver Distribution. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Dunbar. Is Hunter Dunbar here tonight? That's enough. I need to get an autograph. Don't let him do this to me. I'm a fan. I'm a number one fan. Is it difficult to find famous people's houses? I use my star map app. You have to be careful. I don't want you to be accused of stalking. Hey, you can't just come to my private residence looking for me. Listen, pal, I don't know how you found me. But I don't ever want to see you in this neighborhood again. Dude, not every Hollywood story can have a happy ending in a world Help! I just wanted an autograph! Wait! 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 How do you mind? <laughs> Fanatic. Afternoons. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, Tony, <clears throat> isn't this just pretty much the movie Misery? Stephen yeah, King's this movie's mi- been done a yeah. hundred times. Whether it's the rabbit boiling rabbit in the pot with an obsessed relationship with a woman and a man cheating on his wife. Whether it's Robert De Niro in The Fan, a deranged gambling degenerate loser who goes into the stands and becomes obsessed. Jeez. Now, it's obviously a major departure from John Travolta's (laughs) previous shows, and he's allowing himself to look really, 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 really creepy. But he still sounds like John Travolta, though. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You can look at him, he's got the makeup off, he looks creepy. You know, I, I figured out why he's going after Jeremy Renner. He saw those horrible Jeep commercials all summer where he's driving to his concert and there's like 15 people in some rodeo yard and then Jeremy Renner's now all of a sudden a rock and roll singer. Yeah. I love Jeremy Renner. He's a great actor. Have you seen those Jeep commercials? And then he had to put up... Jeremy Renner actually had to, had a website that he had to pull down. Yeah, because it was some, they, people were accusing him of some kind of a scam. Yeah. And that's why John Travolta went nuts and went after him now. See? Jeremy Renner was triggering people and now John Travolta had to be the guy who was the fanatic. I wonder if radio stations that call themselves a fanatic will sue now. I wonder if LeBron James will get the trademark of the fanatic after losing the Taco Tuesday nonsense. And that's why I'm not playing uh, LeBron anymore. No, I know. I've yeah, lost a lot just... of respect for that man. I Again, he's, I'm not taking anything away from his greatness as a player. But when he pulled that Taco Tuesday nonsense and then went to go get it trademarked, and they laughed in his face. Mm -hmm. I said, that's it. I'm not going to allow him with some funny video with his kids when he had an ulterior motive to do that. That is a scam. He did those Taco Tuesday home videos to make everybody say, oh, LeBron, great. I'm sure he's a great dad. But his ulterior motive was to try to capitalize on a term that's been used for generations, Taco Tuesday. Yeah. And they slapped him down just like they slapped down the Ohio State University when they got laughed out of court, too, for trying to copyright the Correct. T-H-E. Not the pronoun the or them or he or him or she or it. We have a LeBron update, don't we? Yes, we do. Again, it's not my style to rip LeBron James or the NBA for that matter. And I don't know what happened here, and I don't think it's what it looks like. But yesterday, or earlier this week, well, yesterday was Monday. You can't be any earlier than that. Recently, in New York, and not in New York, not in Atlanta, not in Miami, not in Los Angeles, not around the NBA, in Capri, Italy, Robin, where Capri pants were invented, and you can still wear them, I believe, till the end of September. Or are Capri pants now no-nos, Robin? No, you can still wear them after if Labor it's warm Day. enough. I think it's the color more so than so the So you style. can't wear white Capris right now, right? Yeah, you wear winter white now. Okay, I'm confused. Anyway, let's get back to the business. Get it right, Tony. So LeBron James, somebody's in Italy, and there's LeBron James. Or somebody wearing a LeBron James jersey who was a grown man on the beach in Capri, Italy. Let's go to the tape. It's very short. There's LeBron James in full LeBron James gear. Now, we know it's a violation for people to wear. Like, you know, people wear Carson Wentz jerseys in this town. Uh, My buddy, uh, Barbecue Beef Balboa, you know, has 
basically the entire Dallas Cowboy. He has a Dak Prescott jersey and a you know an Ezekiel. It looks like there's a posse with him. Yeah, a I, bit. I know people are making fun of him. Why would LeBron wear a LeBron James jersey on the beach in Italy? You know and what? now people are ripping him and saying, oh, this guy is so, so, so important. I believe he was probably filming a commercial there. That's going to be my guess here since there's no, there's no context to the story. So it's Capri, Italy. They're parked at a beach. You can see the sand. He's walking out or he's walking off a bus or he's got his full Laker jersey on, his Laker right. uniform. I don't think LeBron, as, as sanctimonious as a lot of athletes are, it's like you don't see Michael Jordan walking around with a Jordan. With his Michael, yeah. He doesn't even probably wear Air Jordans, all right. And he invented it. The only person that does that is you when you wear uh, like one of the jerseys that they've given you with the yeah. word Bruno. But on you know, it'd be fine. Like people, are, look at LeBron. He's got to wear his own jersey when he goes to Italy so that people recognize him. I don't believe that's the case. Now it's an easy cheap shot to, to lay at LeBron. I believe this is a case where why would he wear not just his jersey, but his pants and his shoes. His, his full NBA getup. Yeah. It'd be different if he just wore a LeBron jersey. Just to say everybody, hey, do you know who I am? That's why when I wear this shirt that says Tony Bruno on it, on the front, uh-huh. people say, why are you wearing that? And I give them the great answer. So I never forget who I am. Maybe that's what LeBron's doing. I'm going to guess he was over there filming a commercial for something. Right? Why else would you wear? Maybe the Lakers are going to play a couple of exhibition games on the island of uh, Capri. Wearing capri pants. I like the idea, though, that he was probably shooting a commercial or some special event. I mean, he's pretty famous. I mean, there's a lot of people who can go anywhere in the world. Maybe. Like Muhammad Ali was one of those guys. Maybe it was a meet and greet, and people wanted to take pictures of him in his full jersey. I don't think you do that at meet and greets, Robin. I don't know. If you're famous and you're the best basketball player on earth, arguably right now, you think people don't recognize LeBron James in Italy? I agree. Basketball's big in it. Basketball's big all over the world. So I'm not even going to go after LeBron for wearing a LeBron jersey on the beach in Capri. Clarky <laughs> Bob says, the moral of this story is when you have LeBron money, you can pretty much wear whatever you want, including white shoes after Labor Day. <laughs> that is the moral of the story. And Cam, Cam Newton, he... Shows us every single time you can wear whatever exactly. the F you want. And so while people are mocking LeBron on, on, on social media because some, some fan, it was actually an American fan who happened to be in Capri, and he saw LeBron wearing his full LeBron getup, and he starts rolling. He only got like seven or eight seconds. But you can see LeBron's with his posse, and he's walking. He's either walking out of a car or getting into, into a car. He's getting into a car. And he's on, the, he's on a parking lot. You know, one of those beach, right on the beach. beachside parking lots like they have in Florida, you know, where you're right there in the parking lot and you go into the beach. Now, the Capri, the Capri beaches, I, I don't remember. Are those rocky or sandy? No, I, I, haven't been to, I haven't been to Capri. I have not. The most overrated beaches on, on Earth are in France. You go to yeah, the south Nice. Of nice, it's all stones. Yeah, they're not The beach is like fun. smaller than Ocean City after the winter storms wipe it out, and there's like five feet of beach, and they have to replenish it. You go to Nice, France, it's all rocks. Who the hell's going to lay on rocks? So I got to give uh, France, and I love France, and I've been to the wineries, and I've been to Paris, and I've been to many places. But the beaches, beaches at Nice, despite the topless babes all over the place, and oh, by the way, it's not the hideous old topless people, it's the hot topless people out there. That's the difference. So I got to give them props. Because the women in France. They are interspersed, Tony. No, they, but there's a lot of hotties, Robin. Yes. This isn't just because it's, it's, it's okay to take your top off. Mm-hmm. 
when you're on a beach in Europe in most places? I didn't even own a top until I had to move when I had to buy one here in the States. You, you go to stores and you, they're all separates. You never buy tops. Unless you're going to a country that requires it. Yeah, they don't sell one pieces in Europe, right? Well, they do. They yeah, do. but you got to buy you buy them separately. They do yeah. that here now, right? Don't you have to buy a bathing suit separately, a top and a you bottom? You can, yeah. There, there are places. The higher end stores will sell separates because they their tops and their because you don't always, especially now with all the breast augmentation. Yes. Uh, your top does not always match what it's the carpets matching uh, the drape. The top doesn't yeah, match the bottom. Doesn't always match so what your works. bottom needs. So the one good thing about when I did when I did go to France, I I, I proudly wore my banana hammock because I want to feel like you know when there are places that I've gone where there's nude beaches and I get naked. Now you're there are at, places where you wear the banana hammock and I wear the banana okay, or, wait, as whoa, people whoa, call whoa, them whoa, boy whoa. shorts. Remember the pictures that's over not the years. A banana hammock. No, I've worn a banana hammock too, but it's uncomfortable, so I threw it off and went. But naked. that's a different no. There's there's three different types. Of, I know the difference. There's Robin. the there's the boy shorts, which are just tight like diving. And you know what shorts. they're called, like diver there's shorts. Speedos, right. which are like the the regular jockey And I have those too. Diving. I bring the whole uh, and the whole book out comes there's with There's a me. banana hammock, which right. is like a g-string bathing suit for men. That's a banana hammock. That's normally what male strippers wear. Yeah, yeah. For That's, the full effect. You know what I'm saying? Uh, did you actually ever own one of those? A true <laughs> banana hammock g-string thing? Because I just, have yet to see those photos. No, just temporarily. I have, n- I have I bought never a pair just as a gag. I wore them on the beach, and then I threw them into the ocean and caused greater pollution <laughs> to the seas. Because I say, I, I've yet to see those photos. <laughs> Actually, a, a, a guy who fell off a boat got my banana hammock and used it as a temporary raft and wore himself back to shore. So I saved lives with that banana hammock, Robin. I didn't really pollute the ocean. EKT 8750. I got an eggplant hammock. <laughs> eggplant. A melon hammock. <laughs> Shame. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Clark Bob. Love European beaches with 65-year-old Romanian, Romanian men in thongs. Who doesn't, after all? But to be fair... Right next to that is, you know, their younger, you know, their their twenty one year old daughter. Also, so they're yeah, it's, it's a family affair. It's, it's a class family affair. the family stone once. You know, you you gotta some sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, or no. as sometimes maybe good, sometimes yeah. maybe. Robbie, you got me all the way down here. What's the matter with you? Damn it. Rebel Man 9311. Tony throwing away his hammock, hence the reason from sea to oily sea. That wasn't oily. I didn't even wear it that long. There was no oil in it. There's no oil down there. There's oil up here when you go on the beach. Mm-hmm. You don't oil down there. Or, as Joe Biden says, when you got the sheen going on, you have to wear the bathing yeah. suit. That's what I used ba- to do back cap. in the day when I used to go to the local swimming pools here in the hood. I had... Did you the have process. Some, the, I didn't. That was before the process machine? was to be able to be trusted. We were trusting the process here in South Philly. Did you ever put oil Jennifer. in your hair? Yeah, of course. I'm Italian. <laughs> Grew up in a city. You ever watch West Side Story, Robin? Did those guys have oil in their hair? That whole era? I didn't have the rough, rusty switchblade, though. I went with a nice, clean one. That's bullshit, Joe Biden. Nobody gets their switchblade rusty. John from Abington says, we have breaking chicken sandwich news. Yes, I saw the story today, and it's another <laughs> gimmick. 
You know, you got the whole KFC. You had Popeyes and, and Chick Fil A have been in this ch- chicken sandwich war, right, for the last couple of months. Yes. And then Popeyes ran out of chicken sandwiches, but Chick Fil A never does. So not to be kept out of the whole. This is a uh, KFC update because they want to get involved in the fray too. Because the Colonel's been around forever, right? Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. was probably way before Popeyes oh, or Chick Fil A. Absolutely. There was Kentucky Fried Chicken, and then Kentucky Fried Movie, and all the other different Colonels on TV, which have been funny. So now what and, they're doing? And the Colonel. Guess what they're going to? Guess what chicken sandwich they're going to make now? What are they going to make? With glazed Krispy Kreme donuts as the roll. Didn't Federal Donuts do that here, like, for years? Yeah, but Federal Donuts isn't national. They're just a regional, local, regional thing. But you know So now Kentucky Fried Chicken, ladies and gentlemen, is going to do a chicken sandwich with donuts as the bun. Good or bad, Robin? Let's go to the phone lines and let people decide. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-TONY. Now... Federal Donuts here in Philadelphia has a great chicken sandwich. But they're not really using donuts, though. Federal Donuts sells donuts. They're great. No, there was one. There was a, uh, a chicken sandwich that they were selling down by the, uh, the, the Spruce, pier. Spruce Harbor. They don't even have that anymore. That's not there I this know, summer. But they Spruce were, Harbor but Park down a, there. It was one of their, like, a. Uh, I had one in a, in, you know where I had one of their chicken sandwiches? You and I did. Was at the supermarket. About a month ago. Yeah, Whole Foods. Whole Foods has a Federal Donuts, the one here in the Art Museum area of Philadelphia for those people listening around the, the world. coolest freaking Whole Foods That, that Whole Foods seen. is awesome. It's like amazing. Even though it's still Whole Paycheck. Oh, yeah. When you have Amazon Prime, you get discounts on stuff. So it's not Whole Paycheck anymore, but there's a Federal Donuts in there. Well, because it was purchased by Amazon because, you know, exactly. Amazon purchases everything that is good. I want them to buy me out soon. Which is why they purchased Twitch, by the exactly. way, for $1 billion. And for those of you who are tuning in. Um, well, just, you happen to be listening. If you're just, I mean, if you're tuning in, that means you're already in. Well, I'm if saying you're just if, you're joining us. In, if you're just joining us for the first time ever and you don't know. Um, uh, that you can follow, subscribe for, uh, you can follow for free yeah. to the Bruno Nation Live. First thing you got to do is download the Twitch app. That's the first thing, first step first. You just don't turn on your phone and it appears. You don't turn on your TV and it appears. You have to download the Twitch app, twitch.tv slash Bruno Nation Live. And then boom, you download it. It does, you know, it doesn't take up a lot of space. And it doesn't a cost reason, you anything. There's a really good reason why you want to download the app and follow. Make sure you follow and yes. set your phone to to receive notifications from Bruno Nation Live, because I will give you a very good example tomorrow. Tomorrow is this now official? This is now official. This just, is breaking news, ladies yes. and gentlemen. And we don't just throw out breaking news just to try to get you to believe something that's not true. I mean, I do sometimes when it involves politics, and I put that on my Twitter stream, and people believe it's true, like Beto O'Rourke declaring today that, yes, we are coming for your comedy clubs next. Not just your, your guns. We're coming for your comedy clubs next. That's a joke. He really didn't say that, although I wouldn't be surprised if he actually went there. Right. But meanwhile, tomorrow on this show, tomorrow. I cannot emphasize enough how much breaking news this yes, is, Robin. exactly. So tomorrow, if... Which is you, what? What up Wednesday? What up Wednesday? Yes. What up? The reason why you want to have the da- the app downloaded and set to receive notifications from Bruno Nation Live is yes. because we are going to be going live a whole hour early. 
We're going to go noon tomorrow? We are starting Nooner. at noon tomorrow because we have, we are not just going to be doing crossing the streams like we normally do with Aton Shander. Because and it's dangerous Harry, to cross the, the streams. Fabulous, fabulous Harry Mays. They're going to be in studio with us. They're going to be right down here in right the wine here. cellar in South Philadelphia? Yes, they are. And this is what's going to happen, yes. Tony Bruno. Their show. We're not going to go nude at noon, no. No. No, we're not going to no do nude, that. No nude. No nude at noon. Um, because their show on 97.3 is normally from noon to 2. Right. We are going to start an hour early to accommodate their show so that um, we are part you. We will all be on 97.3 FM live. From noon to 2. Okay. We'll be at noon to 2. And doing... it will be simulcast. So Harry, Aton, and yours truly. Yes. Tony Bruno will be doing a three-man show from noon to two tomorrow Wednesday. Correct. That's locked in stone, right? And then... Let me lock it in, Robin. They... But wait, there's more? Yes, but wait, there's more. As soon as the noon to two shift is over on 97.3, they're going to stay and hang out with us, and we will go long-form Twitch only. Oh, man. To accommodate all of our fantastic fans who have joined and tuned in early. So we will go. Instead of going one to four. We are going to go noon. Noon to three. Tomorrow only. And if you go a little bit longer than three o'clock. Hey. hey, You know. know That's what happens here. That's that's what we can do. And you know why? Because people. I want winners. They want winners. Aton will not be smoking weed in the basement. I'm sorry. No. No, you won't. He can go outside for that. We'll be saying. You are looking from the wine cellar in South Philadelphia. This is pretty big news. I expect Adam Schefter, I expect all the local Rob Torno, Crossing Broad, all the media operations out there to run with this right now. We are. This is an absolute breaking news story, ladies and gentlemen. It's breaking news. So it's pretty exciting. We're going to have a full house tomorrow here in the wine cellar. Not the full house reboot, though, because no. that's, uh, that's, that's all right. You know what I'm saying? So that should be very, very fun. That is tremendous. So we won't be able to use profanity between the hours of noon and no. two. No, from twelve, from noon to two, no profanity. We'll That's going to be, be hard to do because, and I could do it because yeah. I know what I know the difference between being on the air and being on a podcast. But it's hard for a lot of people who just do podcasts and have never done radio, where they're just using bad. And again, we don't use bad words just to use bad words. No, but if we slip and say shit every once in a while. We don't have to go have somebody, some general manager running and calling the FCC and hitting the dump button. We are not on a delay here. Everything is fresh. It's live. It's clean. It's kosher for Passover. And Dean says, well, looks like you guys better not take any calls from noon to two. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad idea, Dean. I don't know. That's not a deal. This is going to be a one-time special only. Yeah. For you, the great listeners. Because people love the Wednesday crossover. Yes. But we only do like 10 minutes. Correct. They want the three of us together. Just the three of us. We get a little, uh, we may have to play that tomorrow, except there's no song. Well, Three's Company, we need something that goes in threes, Robin. Because things always are better in twos. Except, you know, when you got, uh, there's only one thing better than doing something in twos, like pairs. Uh-huh. And that, of course, is. Two chicks at the same time. Exactly. Well, that's not happening tomorrow either. <laughs> but it will be the four of us down here hanging out. As someone once said, 
Extrament. See, when I play that tomorrow, I can't let it finish. Right? Because I can't play this tomorrow. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Yeah, you can't. So it's going to be... Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Right there. So you just have the essence of shit. It's just a little shit. Oh. You can't say the whole shit. Just a taste of it. Just well, so taste. to speak. Uh, uh. <laughs> Maybe... No, don't say that. Don't say that. That conjures way too much bleh. <laughs> the essence of shit. Is that a new Eau de I think Emerald now is doing that. He's doing that's his late night blue show. The essence of shit. Formerly the <laughs> essence of Emerald. And he can sell you one of those uh, new wave grill things, he majiggies, whatever he's selling right now. The essence of shit is what happens <laughs> when you don't use wet wipes. What it is is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> but I see, I didn't even edit that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tempt fate, so to speak. I'm going to play this tomorrow and see how fast I could stop it. I'm pretty good. I, hey, my hands have been very good to me, okay. to quote the great Freddie I'm Mitchell. Sure that, uh, let's, Josh, let's do a, Josh Hennig back in the studio. Back in the studio Listen, now watch how good I am with this. That. Watch how good Robin criticizes okay. me for my technical expertise. I have a first-class FCC license, Robin. Okay? I'm not just some schmuck who just showed up at a radio station one day. Okay, let's hear I got my third-class license, and then I worked my way up to first-class. Let's hear what you, what you can do. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be Oh, I was not soon enough. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be See, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be See, See that's that one, good. That one was perfect. Because you got just the, the again, sh- the essence. Just a little bit. Just, you know, the little, little bit. Essence, you know what I'm talking about? The O to shit. The O to the, shit. The, the essence of shit. <laughs> or basically the Jets defense last night or the Cincinnati Bengals defense <laughs> the last couple of weeks in the National Football League. So, yes, don't forget, put it on your calendars, folk. folks. Noon. It is noon. This is, is must-listen, must-watch radio tomorrow. Nooner. nooner. Join us for the nooner. By the way, we have a live action at the farm today. My son, AJ, always checks in when he's listening down there in, in Maryland. Maryland. My Maryland. Yeah. It's a little shish tomorrow. Not a shish kebab. Just shish. You know how he always logs in? He says, the fam or the farm. Does he say the farm? I think he says the farm. I think he goes farm. He doesn't go fam. Yeah. Because fam is not white person shit. And when you live on a farm, that's some white, that's some white folk chick down there all day. It's all kinds of shit down there. You got dog shit. You got chicken shit. Right? There's a lot of shit. No human feces, though, on his farm, at least. Unless you really have to go and you can't make it back to the house. Unlike the cities and the streets of our country. Will this be a, we may have to uh, tape the show and save the tape and submit it for various broadcasting awards. Well, duh. Marconi's, Tesla's. I will. That's one of the reasons Pulitzer's. why they're coming over is so that we can tape it and I can use it for various <laughs> sundry reasons. Mikey misses hair plugs. Is that a word? Yes, yeah, sundry's good. Okay, good. Fam is how Dean pronounces farm, so pretty much the same thing. See, he's got the New England accent. and Fam. Fam. That's the fam. The, the fam. Red Sox and the fam. By the way, I got some baseball updates, too. And don't, don't still ahead today. I will go off on nbc ya. Yes. nbc ya. We are warning you, a rant is yet to come. And it's, it's again, it's not uh, because I cut Tony's. I cut Tony's rant off earlier. Yes, he did. When you wanted yes, to did. go off... Prematurely, so to speak. 
which I never approve of. And so uh, <laughs> I, I held you off. Let's get it back the to the NFL time. for a moment here, Robin, because there's still a lot of unreported news at this hour. We like to keep people on top of stuff. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Let me get some football in here. We gave you all the quarterback stuff. Trevor Simeon, broken ankle. The Jet season officially ended last night. Andrew Luck, of course, did it first. Then, of course, Big Ben. Elbow, done for the year. Then Drew Brees, thumb, done for six weeks minimum. And then this morning, as you were waking up from a stupor watching the Monday night football game, but happier and healthier and richer thanks to Mr. Monday Night once again, providing you manna from heaven. With a 23-3 beatdown at the hands of the Cleveland Browns, you found out that Eli Manning, Eli's not coming, Eli's going. Eli Manning has been benched in favor of the big fella from Duke, the 6'5 quarterback, the surprising number six pick for your New York football giants. He will be barking the signals against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. Eli Manning, not caught. I don't think they're going to trade him. $23 million they owe Eli, and I think they're going to give him the money because of past performance. You know, most of the time in football, guys get older, and then at the end they say, hey, Get out of here. Here's, here's, here's veterans. You want to come in here and play? Here's a veteran minimum. Here's 300 grand. But with Eli Manning, who goes down as the greatest Giants quarterback of all time, two Super Bowl wins, they're going to pay him the $23,200,000 as a lovely parting gift. Have a seat and watch the Giants crash and burn without you this year, Eli. I wonder if he will still give Eli face on the sidelines if things go terribly, terribly wrong for the New York football giants this year. And I'm not going to jump on the, yeah, Eli, yeah, yeah, he sucked. He's 500 quarterback. Eli Manning, for all of you New England Patriot haters, remember he kept Tom Brady from getting two more stinking wins. So we got to give Eli at least that. Patriot fans, let's be honest. The whole country stands behind in hating the Patriots right now. Not just because they're good, which a lot of people do. They don't like a team because they're really, really good. I don't hate Tom Brady because he's really, really good. I don't hate him at all. But now because of what's happened with that organization and now further evidence that they keep taking on guys with bad character. We used to, we used to rip the Raiders when they would took on, take on bad characters. Or the Cincinnati Bengals, who unfortunately stopped taking on bad characters on defense, and now they can't play defense anymore. But the evidence, Robin, against A.B., better known as Antonio. Antonio Brown. We don't know what happened with the trainer. That civil suit is going on. She testified before the NFL yesterday. Right. We do know one thing. Each day passes. It's sort of like politics. You know, when you got something on a candidate, you try to dig up dirt. You know, if you don't like Trump, you try to dig up dirt. That's what it's all about. You don't like somebody. So Antonio Brown, who pretty much was only known as a pretty weird guy, you know, he'd go on The Masked Singer on Dancing with the Stars. He was a great player. Everybody had him on their fantasy team when he was at the Steelers. He was like the perfect, perfect receiver. And everybody wanted him and loved him. And then, of course... Things go bad in Pittsburgh. He goes to Oakland. That shit show happens. 
He gets out of there. People are upset at the way it was handled, and justifiably so. I mean, that was a setup. And then, of course, the Raider fans are pissed off. and They hate the Patriots anyway, going back to the tuck rule game. So he goes to, this, to, to uh, Patriots, which he legally has a right to do, goes out and scores a touchdown, catches a couple of little screen passes, and then what happens, Robin? People who hate Antonio Brown and hate what he represents and what he did are now digging up dirt. Yes, they're coming out of the woodworks, so to speak. Including, there's two stories about Antonio Brown today off the field. Now, I don't like to get into people's personal lives. I'm not going to talk about a guy getting divorced or, you know, having problems with his family or that stuff. That's personal stuff. Everybody goes through that stuff. But now, apparently a doctor has stepped up and is now accusing Antonio Brown no, I'm not sexually assaulting him and all these other accusations. How about you go to the doctor, Robin? What's the one thing you really shouldn't do at a doctor's? You do disrespect your doctor? No. You don't disrespect your doctor. Even if you couldn't keep your doctor and you liked your doctor, you don't disrespect the doctor when he's doing his job. Just like other players don't disrespect players when they're doing their job. We got to go to this story. It first appeared in Sports Illustrated online. And then, of course, the New York Post, which loves this kind of stuff, ran the story. We have an Antonio Brown did what? Update. Now, do you have the story, Robin? I Because um, I sent it to you this morning. I have the story. I'm just sort of um, I'm scrolling down because I have to find the part where I can give you all of the correct We need all the details. Names and details. Because this is breaking news, so to speak. There's a lot of things you don't do. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. You don't pull the mask from the old Lone Ranger. And you not only do not mess around with Jim, you don't mess around with your doctor. Especially when it comes to this. What's one of the biggest signs of disrespect, Robin? When, you know, athletes will spit in somebody's face or somebody spits in some or, other person's face. Or, you know, face. like this is like something that an a, a, uh, older brother would do to their yeah, you younger do it with brother friends when you're, you know, when you're crude. You, you hold them down, you're crude, and what do you do? Yeah, you're at a frat party, you're drunk, you're at, a, you're at one of those really bad Eagles tailgates at Citizens at the Lincoln Financial Field. Not the real good ones. You know, there's one really good tailgate, and then the rest of them are all jerk-offs. That's what I've learned the last couple of weeks in studying tailgates up close and personal. You do what they they do. They fart. They fart. Robin, you gave away the punchline. Everybody knows this story. What did he do? And why is a fart called a fart, Robin? That's right. Antonio Brown, ladies and gentlemen, according to a doctor. Yes, Dr. Prisk. Not Dr. Prisk. P-R-I-S-K. Dr. Prisk. Not Dr. Vinny Bombats. Is this the guy that did the Priskin diet? Maybe it's his diet. I don't know. Maybe Antonio Brown went to go see Dr. Prisk, and because he had a lot of fiber, maybe some Metamucil, maybe he ate some baked beans the night before, maybe he was watching Blazing Saddles and was eating baked beans and, and always remembered one of the greatest cinematic tour de forces in movie history. 
So here I found I found a better one so that I didn't have to look through like freaking 20 pages of this story. But the it is a Pittsburgh doctor, a Pittsburgh area doctor in uh, is the latest to file a lawsuit against former Steelers wide. So receiver. he's suing now because he, he is fought it on suing, saying, claiming that Brown <laughs> owes him. $11,500 in unpaid fees, but not only that, that's why he's suing him is for the unpaid fees, but according to the New York Post, Dr. Pris claims that Brown repeatedly, not just once, not once, not twice, but not repeatedly three. farted in his face and laughed about it during a consultation where he showed up three hours late. Wow. Dr. Pris said he was weary of signing Brown because of his flighty reputation for not paying his bills. Um, but the appointment on August of 2018 uh, obtained the TMZ obtained a video. There's a video of him farting, and he can be heard farting. Oh, do and we have laugh. it? Hold on a second. Let me. Oh, see we got to play this, Robin. And, and listen, I'm not in so the now, I'm not in the scatological humor. Even though we talk about shit a lot on this show, farting. Everybody farts. Every de- and and you everybody. Know, and farts. here's the other thing. Like sometimes, like if you have the bend over and spread them kind of. Uh, appointment with a doctor, sometimes things happen that you're not entirely in control of, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Even the hottest woman or the best-looking man farts. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been to doctors where I've had to, you know, do the whole spread them uh, oh, I mean, come on, type. Robin. I mean, we're going to get this. Uh, no, but, we're like, sometimes this. bodily functions just happen. Exactly. You, you know, it's embarrassing, and you're just like, oh. Yeah, but this, was, this is pop- not, this is this, premeditated. This was. Because it's pretty hard to fart on command. You know, a lot of people can, well, like, some belch. some people can. No, people can belch on command because there's a way you can do it by swallowing air and stuff like that. Farting is not. You just can't say to somebody. Why would there be video of this? That's my next question. Why? Because there's video everywhere. Let's go inside the doctor's office, ladies and gentlemen. Open wide and say, fart. Do we have the tape? Yes, we do. Oh, let's go to the tape. You're not going to be able to hear this. On did they did they block it out? Let me see if I can find the entire thing. And this is on TMZ, ladies and gentlemen. Why is this video? He's got his skivvies on. What kind of does he have? One of those like. Uh, Wrestling belts on. It's got like. It's he, the, no, those are like uh, surf shorts or. Surf oh, I thought the things were the the things of frilly things hanging at the top. No, here we here go. we go. Here's Antonio Brown. So the doctor's. Is he listening to his chest or something? Either that, or he's taking an ultrasound of his. He's got I some sort of electronic device. Let's hear this now. Listen, can you bring it up, Robin, please? It's this is as far as I can do it. Oh, there it is. See? See, that's, I'm sorry, that's not on purpose. I got to rip that doctor down. He wasn't doing it on purpose. No, the doctor was laughing. So I'm going to call a violation, even though I hate to do that. I got to rip this doctor. What's this doctor's name again? Dr. Prisk. Dr. Prisk, you're a prick. We should. Pris, Prissy Prisk. So here's a doctor in Pittsburgh. It was obviously a Steeler fan because obviously he was great. All right, that's enough of the farting. Yeah. So. If I want to see great farting. I am calling. uh, This is fake. News. This is this is ridiculous. It really is. This is a money. Listen, you know me. If there's something that someone's guilty of, I'll be the first yes. person to say, you know what? 
that doctor is a fraud. And the fact that that doctor released that video and then claims that he farted in his face and now wants a lawsuit. No, I know he wants the lawsuit for the $11,000, supposedly. I get that. That will be determined. That will be if he didn't pay his doctor, he didn't have good insurance. And he didn't have a good. Uh, you should have good insurance when you're, a, you know, a multi, yeah. multi, multi. You're not worrying about Medicare or and by Medicaid. By the way, that was a body fat test. Okay. That's what was going on. So he was doing the test, and then he farts, and then apologizes, saying a lot of fiber. Yeah. I even joked about that, not having heard this tape. Exactly. Right? He farts, and the doctor laughs, and now this douchebag doctor is going to bring that into a lawsuit about him owing him money. Listen, if you want, if he owes you money. You sue him in small claims court right. and get your $11,000 back. But this is a pissed-off Pittsburgh Steeler fan who now knows not only has he farted in the fans of Pittsburgh by getting out of there, he has now farted in the faces of the entire Pittsburgh Steeler organization. And you know me, I'm not a Steeler hater. But that doctor is proof that Pittsburgh Steeler fans are the worst fans in all of sports. I hate the guy. I hate the Pretty much lump all the fan base. But I'm going to do what other people do in the media. When they lump an entire fan base in for the stupid acts of one or two morons. Or maybe three or four morons. That doctor, you sue me. Now you come at me, doctor. I'll bring my Metamucil and fart in your face for real. You want to get farted on? I'll fart on your ass. That is really, really pathetic. You know... I'm glad this video because, you know, people are going to go out and rip uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, And if he needs to be ripped, he should be ripped. And and you and I have both ripped Antonio Brown for a variety of different reasons, but this does not deserve rippage. This deserves, you you know, ripage, Robin? What what do you think of when you think of ripping? Antonio. Come on, man. This did not deserve being ripped. This was this was him genuinely like it, it just happened, and then he was a little bit embarrassed about it. You can see that's why he's laughing. You can hear exactly. All you had to hear it was one time. You don't even have to go back and watch it over and over again. The guy's doing a body fat scan in his doctor's office. Obviously, there's a camera there, and then Antonio Brown doesn't say, "Hey, excuse me, while I whip this out, let me bust one here for you." Hey, Doc, this could be smelly. This could be silent but deadly. Apparently, it was not only not silent, it was still deadly. How pathetic. That doctor's a weasel. He is a weasel. And I'm going to condemn the entire Pittsburgh Steeler organization. I'm going to condemn Mike Tomlin, all the coaches, all the players, all the athletic trainers, anybody that has anything to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm condemning you all because that doctor represents you. Every single person that's ever been to a Pittsburgh Steeler game, or continues to root for the Pittsburgh now, Steelers. Did you fan. see at the end of the video, <laughs> the doctor looks like he's doing some kind of a push-up, stand-up thing? Like it's the doctors on the floor. Did you see that? No, I don't want to see that. Okay. Well, I, 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 listen, any, any two-bit a PPA judge sitting in a cubicle could make a decision on this. No, they in can't five make a mis- They can't make a decision on anything because they no, already right, have then. their script and. No, they would have Antonio Brown is guilty. That's how clueless yes. they are, the parking authority. That's a bad analogy. I yeah, apologize. That's a bad, bad analogy, Any two-bit law school flunky could look at this video like I did. for We, we watched it for 10 seconds and immediately knew this is an absolute scam. Oh, yeah, I was ready to bury him. We were ready to condemn him. Probably a Pittsburgh Penguin fan, too, that doctor. Another reason to hate Pittsburgh, even though they're neighbors in our state, they're not really neighbors. They may as well be in China. 
That's how far Pittsburgh is from Philadelphia. And I love Pittsburgh. I have friends. I have family there. I have some of my favorite people on earth are there. Beano Cook was from there. That's an absolute joke. It is a joke. And you know what's not a joke, though? Right. Our lines are yes. open. We Our phone lines are open right now if you would like to call in, comment, have a question, anything you'd like to talk about. Good fart jokes. By the way, you know, no, you know no what happened? Jokes. You Two see what one... happened in India a little. Let me give, give the phone number. I'm sorry. 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. You know, people are uh, making fun of farts. And as I said, everybody does it. But you know what they do in India? They have a national farting contest every year in India. Did you know that? Really? Yes. It was just held Sunday, September 15th in India. May have to get the video of this, Robin. Can you look it up? Oh. I have it, but you're going to have to play this. 91 Sixers. Just, I, I don't know if I can, I can mention that. <laughs> if you want to see, no, no, don't read, don't read. I'm that. not going to read that. But don't read that. One. But uh, that's not even that, that's fake news. <laughs> we don't go with fake news on the show. Who do we think we are, CNN? But in in India, Robin, can you find this up? I found it uh, earlier when I was looking up farting stuff. It's a contest for the ages. India just recently crowned. Well, actually, it was this week. It's best fartist. Fartist, you get it. The competition is called What the Fart, or WTF for short. It was the first farting contest, though. It was, this was not an annual thing. No, they just had it a couple days ago. It is the, it is the movement, get it? <laughs> movement to free the fart and normalize the natural body process. you got to trust that process. Uh, I, trust, I trusted that more than Sam Hinkie. Prizes were being given to those whose farts are the loudest, longest, and most musical. Now we have tape. We do. Apparently, I have it. I have it. I have it right here. Uh, Show off your talent at Pod Pratyogita. According to the Hindustan Times, which I still have a subscription to, I got rid of the New York Times and Washington Post. I did su- sign up for free content on the Hindustan Times. More than fifty people registered and paid their fee. With here's the best part. You want to talk about diversity? Equal participation in this fart contest in India from men and women, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that's impressive. Now, many of the contestants prepared themselves. You know how we had Joey Chestnut and we've had uh, a lot of American uh, food eaters, the people who are professional eaters, the people who enter these consumption, not consumption junction. That's a site that a lot of people like, but I'm not really into that stuff. Anyway... Contestants prepare by eating plenty of radishes, beans, and boiled potatoes, Robin. So if you want to impress your friends and fart in your friends' faces this upcoming weekend, maybe you're going to an Eagles tailgate and the Detroit Lion fans are there and you want to impress them with your skills, how about the the spread this weekend at your Eagles tailgate? The good ones, not the bad ones. You bring out some radishes, beans, and... And boiled potatoes, Robin. I did not know that radishes were something that caused. That I didn't much either. Gas. I don't eat radishes. No, I don't either. I've never cared. So for radishes them. are get, make you gassy. I guess so. I did not know. We learned something new. Stay away from radishes. We learned today about women's uh, the the, the JJ. Uh-huh. A guy was looking at it at the Jets game last night, and now we're learning about competitive farting. Actually, it's coming up 
on September 22nd, Robin. September 22nd is the day that, that this 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 farting contest. Okay. So if you have uh, if you want to fly all over to India, if you if you are one if you are a person that thinks that you can win, go for it. A hundred people have registered already, and there will be winners from three categories, Robin: loudest, longest, and of course, if you're really talented, the best musical fart. Sponsorships are open for air fresheners and masks. That's what the actual, <laughs> that's what the actual site on Twitter <laughs> is posting to show off your talents. On September, that's coming up this weekend. Screw uh, college football. Screw the NFL this weekend. Seriously. We should go live to the India WTF, baby. Can we submit somebody? I don't know any prolific farters. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Luigi? Luigi. Oh, Luigi. Luigi should definitely be part of that. (laughs) According to uh, Tommy707, Andre the Giant reportedly had a 16-second fart on the set of The Princess Bride. Remember that? It was a great movie, Robin. You love that movie. I think I do vaguely remember that. But that wasn't on. That was on. That was an outtake. He didn't actually do it in the movie. I don't think no on the no. set. That means he didn't. It wasn't part of the script. Now, what was part of the script is the greatest farting scene ever, and that, of course, was in Blazing Saddles when they're all s- slim pickings and all those guys are oh, sitting yeah. around the campfire, and they start ripping them. Participants, by the way, in this WTF party have sixty seconds to prove their worth. So you got to fart no, under you- pressure. You got to really, really, really fart under pressure. Sixty seconds. Those who manage to make the loudest, longest, and most musical bottom burp. I like that. The bottom burp. That's the classy way to say fart. Bottom burp? Bottom yes, burp. Yes. Yeah, because when we burp. say burp, we say people burp. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just gas escaping your body. Exactly. They will take home a trophy and up to 15, 300 Aussie dollars. What is a, what kind of trophy would it, what would the trophy look like? Just like a little poof cloud? I think the trophy sounds like this. Now, I have (laughs) Carrie Elwes on Andre the Giant's monumental fart when he was on with Kelly and Ryan. Um, I'm not going to get into a pissing contest over this whole thing, Robin. (laughs) I mean, come on. No, but I do. Now that you were talking about Andre the Giant, I just want to hear this. I want to hear this now. So we have the, this is the uh, this is the interview with Carrie Always. Who, who played the, Who played the prince? Yeah, he was or, phenomenal. No, no, no. Excuse me. He played he, Robin Hood. He, no, he did. Well, he also did that. In Men he, in Tights. That's he right. He played he played uh, the Dread Pirate. What was he? What was his I don't name? remember. The I, I remember. I, my favorite Carrie Always movie is obviously Men in Tights. Yes. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. No, but this was uh, he played the Dread Pirate, but also Buttercups. Love interest. Okay, let's go to the tape. Everybody must, I mean, because Princess Bride is everyone's favorite movie in the history of everyone in the history of ever. So do you, is that your favorite movie or it's true? You're so sweet, Kelly. I'm blessed. I call it the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. You know, my tombstone will probably say, as you wish. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Crystal says the other side should say mostly dead. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you're lucky as an actor to have anyone resonate with your work, right? And this one seems to have been, like, 
took off in a way that we could never have expected. Do you think you know? back, and, and obviously you remember shooting it, but do you think back to a really special memory or something that always stands out? Mm. Oh my God, the first day working with Andre. Uh, Andre the, the Giant. How great was Andre, He was right? that like, the greatest. There he is. I got to wrestle with Andre the Giant, which I is just mean, crazy. That's but, a, that photo seems photoshopped, no, you know? Real, like, when right? you look at it now, but no, it's not. It's not. He was such a sweet guy, so funny. And our first day working was the scene where we're storming the castle and I'm mostly dead. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so uh, we had this plywood set that they built so that we could overlook the real castle and pretend that we were on the parapet of this, this wall, right? And uh, Rob Reiner, the director, is a wonderful guy. He goes, let's just shoot the rehearsal. Let's see what happens, right? You're good with impersonations, <laughs> by the way. You really are. Thank you. So, so uh, you guys probably know the dialogue better than I do, but I, I think it's something like, uh, uh, Fezzik says, uh, one down long before the pill takes effect, the, ma the miracle <laughs> right. pill. And Montoya says, your guess is as good as mine. And then I come <laughs> to and I say, I'll beat you both together or I'll fight you both apart, something like that. Right. And Andre goes, I guess not very long. Like that, right? Right. And he lets out the most monumental fart. I mean, no, for real, like insane, like deafening. We all still have tinnitus in one ear. Right. And the whole plywood set was shaking. Yeah. And just, for not, and the sound guy lifted his headphones off his ears and like was doing that. And it went on for, somebody timed it, it was 16 seconds, which is, which is not, yeah. A, a real And it went up, it went, it had variations. <laughs> a symphony, Oh, it was will. a symphony, Ryan. Yeah. And his face, I looked over, I made the mistake of looking over him, and he was like, had this beautiful smile on his face. And, and rocking right. to and fro like he was letting go of something he'd been holding on forever. Right. And, and, and there was steam coming out of the top of his head, I swear to God. This I, is why French people are so great. It's amazing. You know what I mean? They thinking, live life to the fullest. And it's still going on, right? Living life, I mean, yeah. obviously lots of food that he'd eaten that day. And um, <laughs> something didn't disagree with it. And, and it just went on for 16 seconds. And when it was over, there was a stunned silence. No birds tweeting, nothing. Well, they, nothing. Had, they had passed away. <laughs> they had died, you know. You're lucky to have made it. You're falling from the trees. <laughs> and, you know, in England, it's so funny, because in America, if you fart, you guys all call it. Like, come on, take it outside, open a window, whatever. In England, they get very weird. They're like, there's a storm coming in. Is that the dog? You know? <laughs> but in this case, it, every, because it had gone on for so long, everybody was in shock. Nobody knew what to say. What do you say to that? I and think so, you just claim it. No, well, well, right. So check this out, Ryan. So Rob goes, <laughs> this is what he said. He goes, hey, Andre, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and Andre, without missing a beat, goes, I am now, boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love Cario. He, he was—he's such a good actor. He was in Saw. I mean, he's not doing a lot of big stuff, but he always played those great, great characters. Robin Hood, Men in Tights is my favorite. I know he's I know, been in a lot of movies, but the the best scene ever. See, he said they rolled it on tape as a rehearsal, so it didn't—it wasn't really in the movie. But they were rolling. Yeah, but they have a tape. Do they have a copy of that? Hopefully, there's an. That's got to be released as an outtake. No. So it wasn't planned in the movie, as I said earlier, Robin. But what was planned in the movie is the greatest, I mean the greatest, fart scene of all time. Thanks to the genius that is 
No, I'm going to play it here, Rob. That's not it. That's what's playing on your computer, Tony. No, that's Spotify. I'm trying to pull it up on YouTube, Robin. Now, can you play this again, please? Where is it coming from? Can you pull it up yes. on YouTube there? I have it up. I don't know okay. where that music's coming from. Okay, what are... Just look up Blazing Saddles fart scene. I had it all queued up. I went past the commercial... It's an outrage. It's hard to do this when you're live. This is live television. No farting, though, you notice. But this is the greatest, because this was planned. Andre the Giant farting on a set of a movie is funny as an outtake. But he didn't fart in Princess Bride in the movie. It wasn't part of the script. or even a le- They should have left that scene. Don't you think they should have left that in? Here we go, Tony. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest cinematic moment ever. Slim Pickens, God, he was good. There's a new sheriff in town. Who wants to kill him? <laughs> Is it over? Why don't we give him to Mongo? Mongo. Mongo. That's it. That's just, and that, of course, you know who Mongo was. Yes. Um... You probably don't know him as the football player. You probably know him as Webster's dad. Yeah, but I do, I do know that he used to be a football player. Yes, and he was a great broadcaster and an actor who did a lot of stuff. That's To me, that's one of my... Again, it's, is it crude? Is it stupid? It's why Mel Brooks couldn't make any movies today. I know, He's no. still alive, God bless him, in his 90s. All of his movies that were made back in the 70s and 80s, oh. you couldn't make them now. Oh, they're too offensive. You could not... That just shows you how far we've regressed. We're talking about progressing as a society? This shit was funny. Now it's offensive. Mel Brooks, of all people. You know, Spaceballs, you name the movies. All of his movies were funny. The producers, which should be offensive, right? They're still doing Broadway recitals of it. They're still making the... They're still doing the producers on Broadway and off-Broadway. Which I'm surprised. Because I'm surprised that in the PC world in which we live, that you could still do the producers and not have people outraged about songs like Springtime for Hitler and that kind of stuff, which was humor. It's ridiculous. Which leads me to my NBC Us update. That's when America could sit back and laugh and have fun about stuff that everybody does. Everybody farts. Everybody poops. Everybody pees. Everybody says off-color stuff. But now, 
you can't even identify yourself without being taken down hard. You've got to have pronouns to tell you who you are, to tell us who you are. Sam Smith, and I don't care what he says, he could do whatever he wants. But when you have to announce that you now are known as him or he, is that progress? When we have baby seals being born and they don't want to give it a a sex because they don't want it to be confused as it grows up, aren't they confusing animals? But it gets even worse. Because to me, as you know, I love humor. I'm not a comedian. I, I, I try joking every once in a while. In fact, I try to joke every day. Not because I think I'm funny, but because I want to laugh about things. When things are serious, I take them seriously. When things are humorous, when things are for, for humor purposes, I try to laugh every single day. And we do that on the show every day, Robin. is Have we ever done a show where we don't laugh at least one time, sometimes a hundred times, sometimes nonstop for an hour? Because that's what makes you feel good about life. You don't think about all the bullshit and the politics and all this other stuff that people get crazy about every day. So now even comedy, even comedy is now being censored. And when comedy, as I mentioned, the George, you know, the, the legendary comics did stuff that they couldn't do today. And even the legendary comics who are still with us now that the George Carlins and the Richard Pryors of the world are gone. Even the modern-day comics are being censored and ridiculed for doing the same comedy they've been doing for decades. That people would go pay to see, but they shouldn't go pay to see because you, in your sanctimonious world of I decide what's right and wrong, are telling people, don't go watch the Netflix special. Don't go watch him on Broadway and pay your money. He's offensive. And then you, Mr. Reviewer, you, Mr. Sanctimonious, politically correct douchebag writer and movie and television critic are going to tell people what they should think is funny and what they should think is good or bad? And the latest incident comes from NBC and Saturday Night Live, a show that I've said for a long time, with all due respect to the people involved now and trying to do the shows and you know, promoting their careers or getting movie roles. Saturday Night Live has been on now 44 years. They're starting their 45th season, Robin, September 28th. Right. And they're going to bring Woody Harrelson, who's going to be the guest host, the first host, who's done a lot of crazy stuff in his life, not just in movie roles. So if we want to play that, this guy, we can't have a new comic on there because he actually did a podcast where he said things that were really horrific on a comedy show. And the guy we're talking about is a local guy. And I'm not just saying this because he's from the Philly area and he appeared at Helium, one of our favorite clubs here in Philadelphia. I have never even saw Sean Gillis perform. Shane. Shane, I'm sorry, Shane. Shane Gillis perform. I haven't listened to his podcast, so I don't know him from Adam. Robin, your son knows him? Yep. Your son works at I Helium. He's an him. assistant manager there. And he's seen Shane Gillis. And Shane Gillis got hired by Saturday Night Live like two weeks ago to be one of the cast members Big announcement. on the show. I think there was three new members. Yes. Yeah, so there's an Asian guy for the first time ever. There's an Asian-American mm-hmm. comic, which is great. That's what you're supposed to do when you want to be a woke show and you want to include everybody. And let's be honest. Saturday Night Live has had minorities on there from Jump Street. You know, Eddie Murphy. 
You talk about the legendary people who have been on Saturday Night Live. Now, not a ton of African-Americans and certainly no Asians, but they've had characters, by the way, comedy characters, playing multiple ethnicities in the history of the show. So are they going to go scrub all the old Saturday Night Live routines that in the, in the trying to do comedy would now be considered offensive and they must be removed from the public airways, right? Samurai guys, Jim, uh, John Belushi with a samurai sword, all kinds of things that they would deem repulsive and not PC. They're going after a comic who they hired and then somebody at NBC Us or NBC, as I like to say, has decided they're going to go look in the background. It's not, I don't believe if it's, if it's even NBC. No, I think that they hired him and then it was the PC crowd. The PC cops it, yeah. had to go find something about somebody to make themselves feel good about something. So they went to this guy's YouTube channel and they looked at a comedy bit that he did with a friend which was, according to them, homophobic and racist. Now, I don't know if it's homophobic or racist, but I know one thing. It's comedy. It's comedy. And if we're going to vet every comic now based on comedy bits, then they should basically shut down Saturday Night Live. NBC is the network that had Brian Williams was their number one news anchor, not comedy host, number one news anchor, sitting at a news desk, lying about what he did as a reporter, not some comedy bit that he did on Howard Stern's show, but things that he reportedly cover as a journalist, where you're supposed to be the conduit of real news to an audience, not a comic, not a comedy show, not a late night host or buffoon. Brian Williams was run out of NBC. And then, boom, a couple years go by. All of a sudden, all that stuff, not important anymore. Brian Williams has his own show on MSNBC. NBC also had, was swept up in the Me Too movement when they had to fire a guy that they knew was doing all kinds of things and treating women like garbage when he was the host of the number one morning news show on NBC, the Today Show, Matt Lauer. Every woman who worked there after the fact said, oh, yeah, he had a special button where he would push the button and women would have to come into his office and service him. NBC allowed that to happen for a long, long time. And you know why it stopped? Because the other scumbags affiliated with NBC and all of Hollywood, I don't want to just condemn one network, all the people associated, Harvey Weinstein and all their pals and Hollywood buddies were pedophiles and sexual deviance and pieces of human excrement were involved in this. Matt Lauer was banished, but they gave him some lovely parting gifts to go away. And he probably won't work again. But guess what? He doesn't have to work again. So now you're going to take a young comic who you hire based on his comedy, and then because of the PC assholes out there, go out and vet this guy like he's running for president, and then tell him, sorry, we made a mistake. Sorry, Shane. We can't put you on Saturday Night Live. I mean, let's be honest. Saturday Night Live is about pure integrity. We would never allow someone who's homophobic or has done things to degrade anyone to be on our show. We're special. We don't push the envelope anymore. 
Now all we do is Trump impersonations. That's comedy. But no, don't you dare ever have a podcast again. And everybody at NBC, any comic out there, I'm going to give you this warning. Don't you dare have a podcast. Don't you dare try to push the envelope, which is what comedy's all about. How dare you? I think every comedy club in America now has to shut down, Robin. Every comedy show that's not even funny, like Big Bang Theory, which just got a billion dollars to go into syndication. A billion dollars for one of the most unfunny shows. Offensive. That show's offensive to me, The Big Bang Theory. I never watched it. The audience was funnier than the actual show, in my opinion. I think it should be banned. This is what the joke is. And this is why the way this country is turning, and the world, with the PC nonsense, when comics can't even do comedy anymore without being vetted. Comics are being more vetted than people running for the President of the United States. You got all these candidates who've done all kinds of crazy shit in their lives. Are they being thrown out of, as candidates or as president based on what they did? No, they get a free pass. But a comic getting a job on Saturday Night Live now is persona non grata? And I got to give, I got to give him credit. Shane Gillis posted this tweet when he found out that they fired him. This is on that Shane Gillis. It feels ridiculous for comedians to be making serious public statements, but here we are. I'm a comedian who was funny enough to get Saturday Night Live. That can't be taken away. Of course, I wanted an opportunity to prove myself at SNL, but I understand it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I'm honestly grateful for the opportunity. I was always a mad TV guy anyway. So the parting shot in the end at Saturday Night Live. Because Lorne Michaels and all of you other sanctimonious douchebags at NBC, all the people at Comcast here in Philadelphia, the world headquarters of NBC, all of you dirty tricksters, holier-than-thou, smug, pretentious pieces of human excrement. Congratulations on playing the morality card with a local comic, a guy who you gave a job to and then had douchebags and shit stains like George Takai, whose claim to fame was not just Star Trek. Star Trek is now becoming a caricature of himself in making his oh my comment. That's what George Takai is cool. He's one of the guys who's actually pushing for this guy to get fired. A man who's made his second career outside of Star Trek pretending that he likes every man's cock and that if he sees a man's cock, he says, oh my, and that's okay. Again, that's my point. You can't play it both ways. You can't honor a guy who says, oh my, which I laugh at. It's funny. I don't care if he likes men or not. The point is you can't play the selective morality card in dealing with people who have that kind of power to have somebody forced out of their jobs. Am I wrong here, Robin? No, you're not. If if you're going to, uh, to me, it's like you you have to be able to make fun and have comedy include everything, whether it is offensive to you or not, or you cannot have comedy for anything. Exactly. And last night, now I haven't seen the show. David Spade has his own show now on Comedy Central, late night. And he sits down with a lot of different people. Now, remember, David Spade was on Saturday Night Live for a while. And so last night on the show, also comics who come forward to denounce Saturday Night Live, Rob Schneider, who was on there, 
Norm McDonald, genius comic, he was on there ripping him. Josh Denny, who's another Philadelphia-area kid who did comedy, and then people dug up stuff on him and forced him off the comedy circuit. Now he's doing Food Network's ginormous food. So he's got a TV show on the Food Network talking about food. He said puritanical censorship is horrifically un-American. This is part of his tweet that he wrote out today. This puritanical censorship is horrifically un-American. It's time to declare war. So basically, comics now have to declare war for their freedom to do what they've been doing for generations since the beginning of time when people were comics trying to make people laugh about things that weren't really that important to them. So this is David Spade last night. I want you, if you didn't see this, you got to watch this. He had Bill Burr, who's another comic that's under fire now for doing things that aren't PC anymore, and also Jim Jeffries, one of our friends who we had on the show many times. The, uh, who the, definitely also pushes the envelope. He pushes the envelope like most good comics do. They don't just go in there and say, hey, I had a bad day today. That sucks. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't say that. Watch this tape last night and see exactly what's happening in this culture of everything's got to, no, nothing can offend anymore. Everything's got to be PC. And these guys break it down brilliantly. Let's go to the tape. You heard, oh, about this, the monologue comedian Shane Gillis got hired as a new cast member of SNL. They immediately fired him about jokes he'd made in the past. As a former member of SNL, I feel my duty to stay out of the fray and uh, let you guys comment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is just cancel culture. The guy shouldn't have been fired. It's just a couple of things back in his history. We're going to go through everyone's history, or are we going to get rid of every sketch that SNL has done that involves race? Like, I remember John Belushi dressing as an Asian man with a samurai sword. That was the whole sketch. <laughs> or, or, maybe, the whole sketch. or maybe we could have... Bread. What was it? Mike Myers he used to play a Japanese host like this, and if they got the question wrong, they had to cut their hand off. Yeah. And I remember nothing that you did wrong. <laughs> yeah. I was smart. Mine got cut at rehearsal. (laughs) Do they go back and also try to look at good things that the person might have done, or are they just looking for the bad stuff? Is it you just scroll through, help cat out of a tree, that's not it. (laughs) Help grandmother walk across the street, that's not it. You know, said something on a podcast, there it is. Yeah, you know what? I mean, you could do that. You could honestly do that to anybody. So I don't get it. And then I don't get if you say something like that, you can't work in a sketch show, but, like, it's okay for what? He can work in a lumber yard? Yeah. yeah. He's certainly going to meet more Asians there, right? Yeah. <laughs> then on SNL, it's a, it's a joke about how SNL's not hiring Asians. Jesus yeah, but yeah, Christ, also, now I'm in trouble? Yeah. Is it, <laughs> we're not running for office. When is this going to f- end? <laughs> is it f- millennials? You're a bunch of rats. All of you. <laughs> None of them care. All they want to do is get people in trouble. See, see, isn't the biggest story that this is the first Asian cast member they have? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 10 years, 11 years ago when I came to America, I asked to audition for SNL, and the response I got was, no, he's not American. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> I, I know all us white people look the same to you. <laughs> I think when I was younger on SNL, when you get hired, the first uh, move wasn't to rifle through your past to make sure you get fired right away. <laughs> 
Right. Because people, I heard the guy that won the Heisman, and then within an hour, someone's like, well, I went back 15 years, and guess what? He did something <laughs> shitty. It's like, yeah, yeah we all I think they, if, so, if you go back 15 years in somebody's life, someone should then go back 15 years in your life, and then find yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you basically, hey, we went back and found out he's a human being. He f***ed up. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't know. Whatever. So there he was last night on uh, David Spade show on Comedy Central after The Daily Show. Actually, they should put this on instead of The Daily Show, which is rarely funny to me. But uh, see, that's the thing. Some people find it funny, as we always say on this show every single day, Robin. We're just here to look for fairness. I don't take sides. I don't, I don't defend people who do bad things. But this, th- the fact that we are now angry at comics who are making people laugh, who are doing comedy... This, they're not analysts. They're not political partisans. They're supposed to make people pay to go to a club and watch their t- or watch them on TV. People stand in line to watch comics, make them mm-hmm. laugh. Well, you think people go to comedy clubs to become miserable? They go to comedy clubs to get away from the real world like we go to sporting events to get away from the real world. Comedy comedians and comedy more than anything else, any other type of entertainment in the industry has always since the beginning of time been used to bring things that might be a little bit uncomfortable exactly. out into the light that is the that it, it's not the point of comedy i mean comedy is made to make you laugh but comedians have used this platform to bring things that have been kept in the dark for way too long out into the light and yes there's going to be a part of the audience that is very uncomfortable but that's okay. If exactly. you really, really don't like it, you don't have to watch it. One of the funniest nights is when we went to go see Big J. Okerson. Remember? Uh-huh. And Big J. Okerson, the comedian, you know, he sits in a chair. He doesn't do stand-up. He does no. sit-down comedy. And it's, you know, comedy clubs or dates, a lot of men and women. So it's not just a bunch of frat boys in there screaming at sex jokes. He was telling the most uncomfortable <laughs> stuff and basically was talking to the women in the audience who you knew were cringing and uncomfortable but it was funny. Yes. It was funny. And the women were laughing because of the stuff that he said is stuff that people, real people say. There were two people that got up and left. Exactly. Because they, don't, they can't handle that's it. That's okay. Leave. That's what you do. But it wasn't like hateful stuff. It was funny stuff that some people, the super PC crowd, oh, God, I can't believe he's saying those things in a comedy club. How can you say stuff that people say every day in real life in a comedy club? You don't say it here. You say it to yourself in your own room when you're locked in the basement of mom's house doing a podcast. That's when you say those things. Now, here's the thing that makes me so, it's, it's so insane to me that if I don't like something, uh, or actually, let's flip it. Um, you don't care for spicy foods. Right. Because it does something, you know, it makes you feel uncomfortable, so to speak, (laughs) especially a couple hours later. So it would be like you saying, I'm sorry, nobody can have spicy food anymore because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Exactly. I'm sorry. You can't do that. No, no, nobody can do that. And then millennials wonder why millennials get ripped. I don't want to pick on younger people. They're the future of this country. But unfortunately, a lot of the younger people are being sucked into this PC culture where they're now trained that everything's got to be offensive. And if you don't like somebody, try to find a way to bury them. 
Go on their Twitter feed. Go on their Facebook page. Go everywhere, and it's your job to go out there and find out who the bad people are. And you're the one who's going to play God and decide because you don't like something, as Robin said, then no one should like it. Yeah. That's the world we live in now. Yep. I never thought in, in 66 years of living I would see it come to this. Now, we've been through a lot of things. We've been through world wars. I'm not saying this, this is something that's taking the entire human, human race down. It's just going to be one of those eras in our lifetime where people hopefully will grow up and say, that was pretty stupid what we were doing. That was really, really, really some stupid-ass bullshit I really that we hope were doing. to God that people will recognize that, they, that anybody that was on this bandwagon of, of in effect, blacklisting people, yep. that they will realize that they were on the wrong side of history. Exactly. I hope because so. Because I can't see a world in the future. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here, but I'm talking to the young people. You know, my kids' ages, your kids' ages. These are the people that are hearing all this stuff all the time. And I'm not saying that they can't think for themselves, but unfortunately they're being told not to think for themselves. They're being told that this is wrong, and if you don't agree with me, then you're a moron, or you're a racist, or you're a misogynist. Not everybody, no one in the history, Adam and Eve didn't agree. And they were the first two suckers on this planet, so to speak. Adam and Eve couldn't even agree on an apple. But now, fast forward a billion years later, however long ago that was. You have to agree with everybody on everything they say? No. Now, apparently, uh, Chris, Chris F29 um, said that there's a 50-second clip from last night's roast of Alec Baldwin, and Adam Carolla is talking about this as well and hitting it on the head. Let me... Do we have the tape? I have the tape. I think this is an interesting topic. I mean, we're going to talk more sports, but to me, well, this is not just about sports. This goes around... This goes in everything. This goes in everything. I everything. Mean, whether you're a sports person, whether you're a talk show host... Whether you're in, the, in any kind of public forum, people are now looking to bury you. There is a culture of people looking to bury someone they don't like or agree with. That's a fact. That's not my opinion. Well, look at, look at the, the, the tape that we just saw of Antonio Brown. This doctor trying to bury the guy. The doctor's trying to bury and For God's sakes, anybody, if anybody should know that something just happens naturally. It should be a freaking doctor. And now he's out there shaming him. Now I get, I'm, I'm separating the fact that uh, it looks like Antonio Brown owes him money. That's well, no, a totally yeah, that's, different that, thing. That's a, that's, that's, a, that's a small claims court that's a deal. Small, but the fact that he's bringing up this farting thing as if he did it on purpose yeah, and he was... He I was mean, farting in his face and all that other stuff. And he was laughing about it. No. Anybody that watches that video, and thank God there is that video, because you see it just once, anybody that has half a brain realizes that that was an accident. And uh, so on that Doctor note... Dr. Laughs at it. But anyway... Let's go to Adam Carolla really This was quick. last... Was, I guess this is the roast. This was they the obviously roast. taped it. It wasn't live. This is the roast of a Adam, uh, Alec Baldwin right. on Comedy Central last night. Aaron, Aaron Carolla, Adam Carolla is one of the uh, roasters. great sport you have a great sense of humor unlike the social justice warriors who are going to be out there tweeting that all the jokes are problematic you people can blow me you pussy fucks <laughs> i'm sorry it's so low i can't turn it up any roast comedians need a place where they can be offensive without your bullshit fake outrage you have 
doctors. <laughs> You're all woke and no joke. So, if you were offended by anything said tonight, please give a reach around to your emotional support dog and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> now wow. the volume on that wasn't very loud but we hope you're apparently it happened that it was saturday night they did the uh, roast on comedy central and now people are playing it back and i know adam did it on his podcast yesterday i guess love adam adam used to come on my show all yep. the time in la we were in this we were in, when he did the uh the, the love show. line no the love line oh, that's right it was the love he and was, dr yeah. drew were doing love line in the next studio, when we were doing our show, our nighttime show, over there in Burbank, in the Burbank studios, mm-hmm. right off Culver Boulevard. So every night we'd see Adam, see Dr. Drew, Pinsky. And so I got to know Adam obviously has some background here in Philadelphia. We should try to get him on. That would be and fun. And we'll get him on. I love Adam Carolla. And you he guys have it. other stuff in common, too. He, he's a great carpenter, as are you. Yes, he can do home improvement stuff. He can do everything. He's got a big car collection. I got a Jeep that I owe three more years of payments on. We have a lot of things in common. <laughs> He's got a gigantic house with a gigantic garage, which is bigger than this entire neighborhood with fancy cars. I got a Jeep, 2015 Jeep Cherokee. Now, Tony, two, more, somebody... two more years of payments, not three. I don't want to over-exaggerate. I only have two more years, but that baby will be mine. We have somebody on the line that would like to comment on this whole PC stuff. Let's go to the PC. Not PC Richard, of course, up there in New York where you can get all kinds of quality electronic stuff. Hello, who's on the line? Hey, Tony, it's Vince from South Philly. Hey, Vince, how are you, pal? Oh, man, <laughs> that, that was great by Adam Carolla. And it's something you've always said, the selective morality type of uh, nonsense again. And you know what's funny, Tony? I thought this was actually the start of this really going downhill was when Howard Stern actually went on an apology tour. You know, I thought if he has to start apologizing, then we're all in trouble. No, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely dead on, Vince. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, though. I I don't think he necessarily went on an apology tour. From what I understood, he realized that there were certain things that he felt bad for, one of which in particular was the way he treated Robin Williams when he was in studio regarding... Yeah, uh, but that's still apologizing. You know, you do a bit, and no. because Robin Williams died, then you got to say, you know, I... Yeah, you know, I was really mean to him, and now that he's dead, I've got to try to make myself feel better by apologizing for the way I treated him. Well, That's an apology, he didn't. Robin. He didn't apologize for the humor. He apologized for going overboard too much, like pushing it. You don't do that. Just because mm-hmm. somebody dies, you don't say, you know, I can go back and say people that, that I know who died, you know, that one time with so-and-so, I probably should not have joked around with him too much. That's bullshit, Robin. You're wrong. You're absolutely right, Vince. I got to give Robin one of those first of all right now. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, do, I do remember the thing about you know Robin Williams, obviously, but no, but the thing that bothers me, you know, people talk about how we're divided as a society. To me, we're divided along. I just figure on one side there's people with common sense notions of right and wrong, and then there's what I call the delusional side, where exactly. everything's either an ism, a phobia, or every other word is like a synonym for hate. You know, it's it's like fun. I, I mean, it's like. Okay, yeah, it's not it's not along the lines of like a world war, as you were saying earlier, but, you know, if we can't communicate, I mean, I just think it's just so ridiculous that we have to qualify everything we say now. I, I agree, and, and, and especially, because listen, that's going to happen because of politics. 
You know, they got people hate Trump because he's divisive. And then people hate the candidates who are running against them because they're equally divisive. And that's what it's about. Politics is what's really the, the heart of this. Because people take their cues from politicians as to how we're supposed to react to one another. And they live in a fantasy world. All these promises that if I do this and I do that. Politicians have done this forever. But now with social media and the fact that everything that's, every time somebody burps or farts in the political world, it becomes a big story. It's ridiculous. But I agree with you. I've been saying, I've been using the selective morality thing for decades on the radio. And now here we are, go fast forward now to the year 2019. I was saying this in the 80s when people were still at that time using selective morality where this thing is okay in my book, this thing is not. And they're both equal crimes. You can't determine whether one crime is okay and another crime is not okay. To me, if something's immoral, it's immoral. It's that simple. It's right or wrong. As you said, that's what I learned as a kid. That's what you learned as a kid growing up. You know the difference between right and wrong. Then it's up to you to decide whether you're going to do the wrong thing or do the right thing. It's, it's, it's simple. The scary thing, Tony, is that, you know, when I've said that to people, I said, you know, when I, when I talk about right and wrong, it doesn't mean I want a theocracy. It doesn't mean I want a police state. And it doesn't mean I'm going to demonize anybody because I've done my share of wrong things, too. But if somebody does something wrong, I think you owe it to that person to point it out. You know, yeah. I'm not saying, yeah, you're going to burn in hell because I said it's wrong. It's like all of a sudden doctors can't tell their patients to lose weight because it might kill them or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right, Vince. I mean, that's a, that's a classic. Now, well, you know, Bill Maher did a whole thing on obesity, I guess, on last week's show, one of his shows yeah, on HBO. And now he's getting hammered because he's saying we have an obesity problem in this country, and you're not allowed to no, no, say no. that. No, no, no. He trust me. I I saw both pieces, and you are on the wrong side of this one particular because he was saying that we need to fat shame people so that yeah. No, I, could, I don't. I don't agree yeah. in fat shaming, but to not even acknowledge that we have an obesity problem. Yeah, that is not is what another he was PC thing. Of it's okay to be four hundred pounds and overweight if that's what you want to be, but if you want to live, that's not the way you should be. That's just logical thinking. You know what I'm saying, Vince? Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, it's just amazing. And I, I don't know. Like I said, to me, I go back to the common sense thing. I mean, and you know what the other thing I found interesting, Tony, is that you know, it's amazing. You know, people will leave a marriage, they'll leave their religion. But, no, I'm going to stay with this political party no matter, you know. Exactly. That's what I mean. It makes me laugh because I'm saying I don't even view things from a political, you know, neither party to me is the same as what it's always been. I mean, to me, I, I just think the Democrats as a whole are shameless and the Republicans as a whole are cowards. Exactly. That's the way it's always been. And the thing is, again, what's happening now is that Trump is, is always on the offensive, and he's always out there triggering everybody, and so they have to come back at him and be even more outrageous. That's just politics. It's, I've, been, you know, I've been around a long time. You've been around a long time. We've seen this our entire lives, except now it's amplified because every 10 seconds with all these all-news channels and 24-hour news cycles, everybody hears everything and goes crazy every single day from either side, whether you're a Trump lover, you're a Trump hater, whether you like this candidate or that candidate. It's all a gigantic people are going out of their minds over power. They want the power so they can screw us all over no matter who's in charge. That's the way I look at it. Well, let me tell you one final thing politically, so to speak. Is like, I couldn't even imagine Frank Rizzo in these times. You know, imagine the kind of you know, social media beatdown he'd be getting right now. 
You know, it's amazing. Oh, they're, they're still doing it, in, 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 even though he's dead. I guarantee you, once Jim Kenny, mark my words, mark the tape, Robin. Mark the tape. Make sure it's, it's Taco Tuesday, September 17th. Mark this tape right now so we don't forget it. It is 2, 3.33. You know like they do on Ghost Hunters? They say, okay, it's now 11 o'clock. We're inside the, uh, the basement. I'm and, marking. And so you mark the tape so now you know it's 3.33 on September 17th, 2019. Once Jim Kenny wins an obvious re-election coming up in November, I guarantee you that by February 1st, they will go back and take down the Frank Rizzo statue in this city because there's some carpetbagger politicians in this town who aren't even from here who have been PC, SW, SW, SJW social justice warriors determining the which statues are offensive in this city like they do everywhere else in this country. And they, they obviously tabled the Frank Rizzo statue because they knew a lot of people in this town would not be happy and they're trying to get everybody to vote for Jim Kenney. But once Jim Kenney gets in for his second lame duck term, which he will, they will take that statue down, mark the tape, guaranteed the Frank Rizzo statue's coming down after the election because they don't want to do it before. Because that wouldn't be cool, and that wouldn't that would get a lot of people to tune out to Jim Kenny. Vince. Anyway, Tony, I'll leave you with this though. Now you go back to your regularly scheduled program of talking about uh, Carson Wentz and why people still get on his case. <laughs> no, we haven't done that today. But you're right; that's what's happening pretty much everywhere else. But we like to talk about a lot of stuff. Thanks for talking. Thanks for calling in, Vince. Good to talk to you, man. Take care. So there you have it. My now, social. That, that's my social justice. Is that justice should be for all. Not just for some. Uh, 916er says, apparently, Asa Khalif is planning to tear down the Columbus statue next month. Yeah, he's another clown. He's the yeah. guy that went to, he, he's the guy who's basically a community organizer, loser dude, who has nobody following on Twitter. Nobody even gave him enough money so he can win his local little crappy city council election. And he's the guy that did the Kate Smith statue thing. So now, of course, and I remember last year, because right around the corner from where we live here, Robin, there is the. Museum of Italian-American Immigration. Yep. Just a small little building. It's a yep. nice little museum. But last Columbus Day, you remember what happened? Oh, yeah. Some Antifa jerk-off went out there in the middle of the night and spray-painted all over the sidewalk of this museum. Fascist. Yeah, uh, Columbus a was a fascist. You know, all the things that they're saying. Columbus didn't do that. I don't care whether he discovered America or not at this point. But it becomes a, that Columbus statue's got to come down. It's racist. Everything is racist in this country now. So you watch. In fact, I'm going to have some people stand out there this Columbus Day and wait to see one of these douchebags come out there with a mask on in the middle of the night and catch this person. Because that person should be arrested and put in jail. But, of course, Mayor Kenny wouldn't do anything to that person because that's not a real crime to deface property, deface statues, deface museums. The sad thing is is that if people really were scholars of history and truly understood how earth how we evolved as humans at one point somebody subjugated somebody else it has gone on forever and slavery has existed not just for african americans there were actually more caucasian slaves in africa 
I know. Then we don't have to relitigate that. People just need to read slaves. history. No, I'm just saying that, that, like, you need to, like, people, open your eyes and understand what's going on. Everybody has had issues. Every, all of our history, no matter who we are, has had horrible things happen in the past to us, to our ancestors, to, uh, we've been the, 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 the bad guys, we've been the good guys. It doesn't, it's happened. And the only thing that we can do is not look in the past, but look forward and go, look how far we've come. And how ironic is it, Robin? And I wasn't laughing at you, by the way, during that. I was laughing at uh, the, the latest Babylon Bee headline. And this just absolutely puts a bow on what we've been saying today. Babylon Bee is it's a parody comedy site. Yes. And Snopes even went after them for being a parody comedy site, thinking that more people read them than read Snopes because Snopes is not reliable anymore. It's a hack site. Here's today's my, my favorite. They always crank stuff out. They're the best. Forget the onion. The onions jump the shark. It's the Babylon Bee. Their latest headline, new radar system alerts politicians when people are enjoying something so they can ban it. <laughs> and they have a picture of the con- uh, of the Congress, and they have a big satellite dish on top of it, on top of the Senate building in Washington, D.C. That is fantastic. Politicians in Washington have developed a radar that can detect <laughs> when people are enjoying something so they can figure out what will be the target of their next ban. Is, is that not nailing exactly what we've yes. been talking about here? Now, uh, CVV says, I'm going to pay for Tony's rant. Well, we thank you very, very much for paying for Tony's rant. If you, too, enjoyed that fabulous yeah, just throw rant some bits. It doesn't you. have to be, you know, your, your, your Monday night winnings. Just throw a couple bits our way because I'm working hard for you. Just like the girls, you know, maybe they'll ban st- strip clubs next. We're going to ban strip clubs. That's, uh, oh, it's offensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're taking advantage of women against their will. Black welfare rat is now following us. Black welfare rat? Yes. That's offensive. That is offensive. Gosh. Bob from Valley Fortress. How dare he name himself that? Tony, I'm offended by the Larry Fitzgerald fathead. Can you just change the name to the extra large melon (laughs) instead of fathead? Fathead is fat shaming. Yeah. It's it's insane. And not everybody has a fathead, by the way. So, I have a fathead. She's not really fat, though. You have a big head. You know, bigger is better. It's just odd shaped. It's not large. Um, so just as a reminder, <laughs> yes, you can cheer us on with bits. It does go towards, um, it, it's 100% for the show. Yes. Twitch does not take a part of uh, any of the bits. So we really, So we're really like the do- sort of the waiter, you know, makes like $2 an hour. Yeah. And then you get good service, and then you throw the waiter or the waitress yes. something. Our regular salary is uh, like bupkis. But um, our real salary comes in the tips that you give us just like waiters. And um, that is not fake news. You know what is fake news or, or horrible reporting? What is fake because news this, and horrible What we reporting. do on this show is not horrible reporting. We just give you everything that you need to know in life, whether it's sports, news, or entertainment. But um, theory, this was a real reporter in Anaheim, right, Tony? Yes. Not Anaheim. Los Angeles. And, I, and I'm not trying to make fun of this woman probably you've seen this clip already. It's KTLA Channel yeah. 5, which is one of the most popular stations. I mean, it's a real television station. It's not like a college television station. This is KTLA Channel 5 and a reporter out doing a live shot. And unfortunately for her, she just made a mistake. She misspoke. But when she, when she made a mistake, she became viral. She it's did. a short clip. Listen and see if you can pick out, unfortunately, the mistake that she made. If this happened to me, I'd be all over Twitter and the internet too, and people would be mocking me. So let's just do it because 
It would happen to anybody, and, it would, and it's all about viral videos now. Let's go to the tape. We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, they were unavailable for comment. Micah, back to you. We tried Let's to hear reach that again. out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, they were unavailable for comment. Micah, back to you. Micah, back we to you. Tried to reach now, again, I don't want to pick on Sarah no. Welch. She's a good reporter. She, she does her job. She, I mean, and there clearly. And there was a pursuit, and somebody died in the pursuit. Pretty much, as, as basically, it's everyday occurrence in Los Angeles. And she clearly was trying to say that she tried to reach out the pe- uh, the people that were part of the pr- pursuit or to the hospital, maybe. Exactly. She just uh, messed up. But she misspoke. Now, here in Philadelphia, our reporters actually get to talk to the dead people every day because they have the action cam out there. Hank Sperker used to always talk to the deceased. That's how good he was. Unfortunately, she's a young reporter, and she'll find out eventually that they will make a comment and vote also in the upcoming election, I'm which is even bummed, better. I'm though, now. that the dead guy was not available for comment. That would have made things really, really interesting. I agree. I would have been very interested in that. When I'm dead, I will be available for comment. In fact, I'm going to have I've in my grave, you. I'm going to have like a machine there. I'm going to have the, the, the string that you pull that they used to do back in the day when they would bury people. They would put like that's a bell. Called, that's why it's called the dead ringer. The dead ringer. Yep. They would put a bell up above the grave mm-hmm. so that the person that they buried wasn't really dead. They could pull the little string and let people up above ground mm-hmm. know that they were still alive. Well, did you know that there was a real reason for that? Not just because they were superstitious and they thought that they could communicate with the dead, but that they realize that people weren't always dead when they were buried. I guess that that dead guy's not very woke, Burton Gusson. By the way, uh, AJ and San Antonio, they got a hold of the guy, turned out to be a deadbeat. Now again, I know that's offensive. We're making fun of someone who was involved in a car pursuit that died. So Robin, can you apologize on behalf of anyone, especially all of our people on our Twitch stream, who are doing something. I should have that uh, standard uh, phrase that is always heard. Um, views Shame. of the host are not necessarily Shame. the views of this Bruno Nation live yes, programming. Yes, it is. Everything that I say on this, on Twitter, represent my views and my views only. How about that? I can't give you somebody else's opinion. That's why I never say, in my opinion, because all I give is my opinion, not your opinion. Not Robin's opinion, not anybody else's opinion. You follow me right now? Don Juan, double seven two zero. I'd like to apologize to the dead community if what I said offended them. Not the grateful dead community. If you're scoring at home. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Let's get back to some baseball, right? We haven't talked any baseball today. I know in most cities people don't care anymore. In New York, unfortunately, they have to because now that the Jets and the Giants suck, all they got to look forward to was the Yankees in the postseason. Yankees still battling for the best record with Houston. That's a close one with about 14 games to go. You got the Yankees and the Houston Astros, both 98 wins, 53 losses, playing for home field advantage in the American League. Minnesota's five and a half out uh, in in the race for the best record. I doubt they're going to catch the Yankees. Uh, The Los Angeles Dodgers, 97 wins. Atlanta, 93. Dodgers are going to be the home team. Phillies, meanwhile, they open up a series against the Atlanta Braves tonight. And for Phillies fans who think that they still have a shot with 14 games to go, I broke this down today, Robin. 
While everybody else was getting involved in outrages, I was breaking all of this stuff down. The Phillies are sitting at 76 and 72. 14 games are left. At the, and here's the worst part. Their next 11 straight of their last 14 games are on the road. So the Phillies will not play another game until their final three games of the season here in Philadelphia mm-hmm. against a team where they will have to get, they'll have sections of seats to give away. The Miami Marlins are coming to town September 27th, 28th, and 29th. For those who still think that these games may mean something, because they might, chances are they won't. Because the Phillies have proven, once again, not only are they inconsistent, they don't play well on the road. They don't play well with others either. But people have said that about me. But I've disproved that time and time again. So the Phillies are at the Braves for the next three nights. Then they go to Cleveland for three games. Cleveland's a game and a half out of the wild card, the second wild card in the American League. So the the Cleveland Indians have something to play for. Then the Phillies have to go to Washington for five games because of makeups from earlier games that were rained out. So at Atlanta for three, at Cleveland for three, at Washington for five, and then the final three home games against Miami. 11 straight on the road. Meanwhile, the A's are up one in the American League wild card on Tampa. The Rays are also a game and a half up on Cleveland. So the American League wild card is still a three-team race for the second one. The A's obviously are sitting in good spot. But in the National League, what's interesting to note here, as Vin Scully would say if he was still doing Dodger games, the Washington Nationals, ladies and gentlemen, Are they swooning? They look like they were an absolute mortal lock to get the first wild card. Atlanta, we know, is in. But the Washington Nationals now all of a sudden leaking a little bit. They're only up a half game for the first wild card in the National League. And then you got hot teams like the Cubs who've won five in a row. Milwaukee has won three in a row. And all of a sudden, the Cubs and Milwaukee are not just chasing the second wild card, they're chasing the Washington Nationals for the first wild card. So they were counting their chickens before they hatched down there in Washington. But it ain't over yet in the National League wild card race. And then, of course, the two best series, I think, that I'm going to be looking forward to now that Baltimore has finished up their series with Detroit. If that wasn't bad enough, and I give Detroit, I give the Detroit uh, Tigers fans credit. They were showing up. There were people watching Baltimore and the Detroit Tigers play this weekend series that just ended, proving that there's really not much to do in Baltimore and Detroit, although the Orioles, the Orioles stink, but certainly the Ravens are good. Guess what we got to have now? Toronto at Baltimore. Just when you thought it was safe not to go watch two bad teams play down the stretch here in the National and the American Leagues, the Baltimore-Baltimore Orioles welcoming in the Toronto Blue Jays for a series. Plenty of sections are still available. If you'd like to take family, if you'd like to take homeless people off the streets of Baltimore and bring them into a ball game, just hook a brother or sister up, bring them into the ballpark tonight. Let them watch your Toronto, uh, Toronto Blue Jays and Baltimore-Baltimore Orioles. So there's your baseball roundup, Robin. That's a pretty damn good breakdown, if I say so myself. That was pretty good. Thank you. Impressive. 
Hey, Tony. Yes. Do we have any more sports updates to cover? One little, one little quick nugget here, Robin. Football news. The betting lines are out for this weekend. And these are a couple of really remarkable notes. Because I, I did all this work to write it down. I hate to let this stuff go to waste. I don't want it to wind up on the cutting room floor. You have to go back to 1987. Where were you in 1987, Robin? Uh, I was graduating high school. That was a year when the NFL had, they had a lot of issues. They had a strike, and they had to bring in replacement players. You remember that? Joe Montana crossed the picket line with the 49ers. Some teams' players were crossing the picket lines because the Players Association was on strike. Some teams had replacement players. Other teams brought in scabs, so to speak, guys that were former players, wanted a paycheck, the Guido Merkinses of the world, they came in. Buddy Ryan didn't want to. Buddy Ryan didn't care. He brought in players. And that year, during the replacement player era of 1987, is the last time that we had this kind of disparity in point spreads in the National Football League. For example, this weekend, the best and the worst are meeting in two separate games. The New England Patriots are playing the New York Jets. The Jets actually were only like 18-point favorites before they got embarrassed last night and lost their starting their backup quarterback. They are 22.5-point favorites over the New York Jets, the Patriots. The Dallas Cowboys are playing the Miami Dolphins, clearly the worst team in the right. National Football League, and Dallas is favored by 21.5 points. And here's the, the, the little gambling nugget. Only 35 times... In football since 1966, have there been teams favored by three touchdowns or more? I mean, 21-point favorites are very rare. In college football, you see them every weekend because there's mismatches. Right. And you see like 40-point favorites and teams cover. So there's only been 35 times that teams have been three touchdown favorites. Those teams straight up 35-0. and 0. So in other words, when you're favored by 21 points and you don't win the game outright, you really, really suck. <laughs> So, for all your suicide pools, if you haven't already taken Dallas and the Patriots, this is a weekend you use one of those teams because they're both huge, huge favorites. However, teams that have been 21 point or more favorites against the spread are 11 wins, 22 losses, and two pushes. So, they're not all locks. In fact, those two teams back in the 1987 replacement player season, uh-huh. week five, the Dallas Cowboys were favored over the Eagles by 21 points. The San Francisco 49ers were favored over the Atlanta Falcons that same week by 23 points. So that's why I'm saying that was the last time you had good teams playing really bad teams, and the good teams were favored by a lot because of replacement players, not because... You know, Miami doesn't have any replacement players. You know, the Jets don't have any replacement players. They got a lot of most of their guys. They didn't bring in guys off the street. And so what's interesting to note here, that in those games where the Cowboys were favored by 21 and San Francisco was favored by 23, neither favorite covered the number. Dallas and San Francisco won, but they didn't cover the spread. So the point is, when you're laying these kinds of big-time numbers in the NFL – it's tempting to take the underdog. And some people did in the Miami game, but most people didn't. 
And I guarantee you people will all be betting the Patriots again against the Jets, and the Cowboys are going to lay the lumber to the Miami Dolphins and 21-and-a-half. I think both of those teams have a really good chance because if the Cleveland Browns, who were desperately looking for their first win on the road last night, were favored by six-and-a-half over the Jets in their own building, and they won 23-3 to by 20 points, why wouldn't the Patriots be favored by 22 points over right. the Jets? And why wouldn't the Cowboys be favored by 21-and-a-half over the Miami Dolphins? So those are some interesting... You know, and Buddy Ryan brought in the scabs. Yes. He's like, bringing these guys in there. He gave them rings. He made a mockery of the whole thing. Buddy was like, you know, I'm not going to ask my guys to cross with picket lines. I'll bring in scab players, and we'll go out there and play. I don't care if we're favored or not. I remember that vividly. That was, so, that was good stuff. So you, you, this was just a little taste, a little, little nugget. The of rest- why Mr. Thursday night, Mr. Sunday night, and Mr. Monday night give you these kinds of nuggets. And it shows just how much homework you're doing. Exactly. This whole entire thought process. You don't just This is not with- just somebody handing me stuff. This is the kind of four-hour preparation every single morning. And I do it all for you. Because and it's true. This is also a reminder that <laughs> for the rest of the um, for for all of your picks, they can go on to um ThePropsNetwork.com. ThePropsNetwork.com. A lot of good stuff on there, and my picks will be posted on there Monday night, Sunday, Thursday night. You can go to my website, Tony Bruno Show, and you look for locks. It'll automatically take you there. You don't pay for the locks again, just like I've always done. Absolutely free for the locks. And the the thing about the props No bagels. Bagels are optional. And if you're like Robin, you're going to get that red onion and then the, uh, the capers. No, you don't get the red onion or the capers. You just get the locks. You provide the bagels and the red onion and the capers. Sorry. And um, <laughs> my props network, just for those of you who are not familiar with it, is a great website because it kind of covers all of the different locations, all of the fantasy exactly. sports sites. It is not a uh, touting site. It, yep. You know, so it's 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 a free site to go onto and check out all of the different things and what you want to bet and where you can go to do it and all the news and updates. So it's a, it's a really great network to be on top of and follow. Um, do we have one fart update before we get out of here? Fart, fart update? Not a fart. We have a floor. Not update. a fart. No, we've we done were, plenty of farts. We did, Let's see. We've we done did. the JJ updates. Yeah, we've the, done fart today updates. Today was a bodily function It really was. Uh, it's, it, today was sort of like anatomy class in school. Yes. You know, when you're trying to teach kids body parts as a young child, without joking and laughing about Correct. them. You know no, what I mean? Today, today was a um, um, a a bodily function show, mm-hmm. and what you should and can we just call it anatomy? Anatomy, okay. Bodily function just sounds. Tawdry. It was an anatomy show. You're correct. It was an anatomy <laughs> show, and it, we were trying to show you what you what you you shouldn't be ashamed of certain things. Exactly. Right. Exactly. We will tell you when to be ashamed of something. Tony has never has no idea. Or oh, we got uh, Miss Lily sitting up there now. Yeah, Robin's, she's been very needy. Today. Robin's patting petting the pussy right now. On the program that happens near the end of the show all Shame. the time. Shame. Shame. She, she, she wants to be. She, she wants to be petted. She likes being part we of have a, We got a Florida update yes, today. Yes, I do. I do have a Florida update, which is a, it's a good Florida update. We like good stories, Robin. You want to go to the Florida desk? Let's go down to Florida, shall we? Absolutely. The weather's still nice, a little warm down there. Let's go to Florida. Down to Florida 
Welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up, up the rays every day in Florida. And now, with something completely different, Miss Robin with a positive Florida story? Say it ain't so, Robin. Uh, no. This was not a positive. I well, thought you said it was a good Florida story. No, it's a good. It's a good Florida story. It's, it's but it's a good bad Florida yes, story. Yes, yes, See, yes. now you suck people in, and you gave them fake news, I and you thought in. it was a positive story. No, that was only. Oh, good. it's not a positive story. No, no, no it's, but it's a, a good, good story. It's okay. a good one. So you have to say it differently. You have to say a good Florida yeah, update. It's a good not Florida a good update. story. See, there's two ways to say it. It's, it's a good story. No, it's a. Bad Florida. Yes. Let's go yes, to your yes, update yes. desk and your correspondent. Ms. Let's Robin. go to Fernando Beach, Florida, shall we? Where Fernando? Fernando. Oh, oh, was it Fernando? No, Fernandina. Fernandina. I know Fernandina her. Fernandina Beach, Florida. I know her. Now, Tony, have you <laughs> have you ever? Are you auditioning to be a CNN anchor, Robin? No. Have you with ever? With all this fake news you're throwing out there have today. Have you ever ridden your bike while you were intoxicated? Uh, yes, uh, many times in the marina in Venice when they would have the parade, a Christmas parade in the jetty in, in uh, Marina del Rey. Yeah. Where, you know, they would put the lights on the boats and people would take their boat parade out uh-huh. right around Christmas Eve. I'd have a couple of cocktails. Yeah. It wasn't that far. It was a couple blocks from my house. Well, I mean, if you're going to, if you if you need transportation and you are imbibing, I would always recommend riding your bike rather than riding an yeah, automobile. Yeah, you never get in your car. Yes, and I have ridden a bicycle intoxicated many a times, um, and there is a certain technique which apparently these two people, a Florida couple, did not have. Because they were arrested on suspicion of cycling under the influence this last Friday the 13th, full moon. Oh, see what happens. Bad shit happens out there. Bad shit happens. Um, They were stopped at around 1140, according to the P.M. or A.M., Robin? P.M. It was at night. If it's A.M., then they're really messed up. If but, you're getting busted for, for being on a bike drunk at 11.40 yeah, a.m. So this get what happened. This is why they were arrested. They could have gotten away <laughs> with it if they'd been paying a little bit more attention. But they were nearly struck by a car, um, which they cut off while crossing a street, South Fletcher Street, down Sunday. in Fernandina, Fernandina Beach, Florida. And when the police arrived, they were smelling of booze, and so the deputy placed them under arrest for driving under the influence, which I guess you can still be when you are driving, riding a bicycle. Now, this is where things became a little funny. When things first went of, terribly, terribly yes. wrong after that? First of all, let me, let me show you the photograph of this lovely couple, and as you uh. can see... The woman has some scratches on her face, so obviously she sure is pretty, though. Yeah, obviously the um, the the accident caused some damage. She, she didn't come off scot free, so to speak, right? Yes. So she was put in the back of the car. They could have endangered people's lives. So they, did like they it. fall over on the bike? No, they, they cut off a car and there was an accident. Oh, so they actually had an accident. Yeah, there was an accident. It wasn't so just that they cut off the car no, and they no, got no, honking no. and yelling. No. So they fell so the, she and she fell. obviously got scratched. She got scratched. scratched up. But then when the, uh, and you know, normally you would think that the bicycle has the right of way, that they were in the, but they were obviously intoxicated. They were the ones that caused the accident. Can I say, They're, without even looking any further before we continue with this? Uh-huh. Is it safe to assume that she was probably tore up from the floor up beforehand, to use an old uh, ancient proverb? 
conceivably, but she wanted to get tore up even more because when they were put in the back of the police car mm-hmm. and the officers were still taking interviews from the uh, the rest of the accident, they turned around and lo and behold, they see that the couple in the back of the patrol car under the being held under the assumption of driving under the influence had their clothes off and were having sex in the back no. of the patrol Yes, in the back of the patrol car. Were they listening to little salt and pepper in the background, Robin? I don't know. Did they have this song I on? I, I have a feeling that they didn't really need um, much um, much ambient music. They were making or their own. Or ambient or bath salts or meth they, or... They were making their own lovely, lovely music. So... God, is there a video? The, when the deputy went up and went <laughs> up on the window and said, Hey, hey, what are you guys doing? And he opened up the door. Excuse me while I whip this out. The young man yeah. took off. Running into the night without... Were they listening to Into the Night on Friday night? We were doing some I don't crazy know. shit. We were. We were drinking lots of wine. Now, the woman, 35-year-old Megan Lynn Mondanaro, also grew violent as deputies moved her to a different vehicle because, I mean, you'd never want to be interrupted right when you're about ready to, you know... Uh, you got tore up more. And then, so... Uh, her blood alcohol content was 0.06 when she That's took it? a breathalyzer three hours later, though. So oh, yeah. yeah. Now, the 31-year-old... I don't, I don't suspect it was just merely alcohol. But though. the night is not over yet. Wait, remember, there's even more? Remember, the man, Aaron Seth Thomas, had taken off into the night, right? Uh-huh. So... You would think, well, maybe he got away with it. No, no, no. Did he find another animal and then go at it with that animal in the woods? No. He was later taken into custody after deputies caught him at a nearby Cold Stone Creamery. Oh, did he get the I really, really wanted or I just wanted? You know how they have all of the I really, really wanted? I don't know. Uh, but I love apparently, that. what I get. If you're under the influence and you've just had sex in the back of a police car, the first thing that you want to do is have some ice cream. Especially if there's a cold storm creamery right in the vicinity, and then they get the you know the young kids get in there and they put the ice cream and they get those scrapers and scrape it off the frozen thing. But they have the best names for their but, ice cream. But this is what I'm thinking, okay. though, Tony. I think that maybe he needed to be cooled down a little bit because he got all hot and bothered. Did he jump up on the thing and they started <laughs> scraping him off and put, put him in the police car again? <laughs> so both... Thomas and Mondanaro were booked in the Nassau County Jail. Several charges, including resisting with violence, unnatural and lascivious acts. You know, that's really a bad, bad arrest. I think they need to change that because it is not unnatural. Having sex is, is very, very natural, so that should be corrected. Exactly. It should not be unnatural. I don't agree with that one. But that's what they were booked under, unnatural and lascivious lascivious. Lewd and lascivious, yes. No, unnatural and lascivious acts, exposure of gen- of sexual organs, mm-hmm. and driving under the influence. Man, that's a mouthful. Beautiful. I love this stuff that they say. I got to find them on their menu. Every- yeah. If you've been to a cold Mikey stuff- misses hair plugs. How the F do you top that date? You can't. I mean, <laughs> I mean oh. that's a hell of a date. That is Let's a see, hell I'm of a date. Let's see, I'm riding a bike. Date. I'm wasted with my girlfriend. We run into a car. Now, we, we don't know if they were a boyfriend and girlfriend. Right, they were, I hook it up with some been, chick. It could have been a Tinder date for all we know. I hook up with some chick that I met in the woods in Florida uh-huh. or on the beach one night when she was just basically laying there. And I said, why not? She's alive. And so we get on a bike, 
we start pounding White Claws, uh-huh. whatever else, the money we could bum, and then I want to make sure I save some money for afterwards. Because, you know, you always cap off a perfect date of drinking, drugging. Little dessert. Little dessert, making, uh, getting, getting busy in the back of a patrol car. Yeah. And then you want to cap it off with a little nice stone cold creamery. Stone baby. cold creamery. Not baby. stone cold lead pipe locks. Now, if you had to guess what flavor this gentleman uh, decided upon at Stone Cold Creamery, what do you think he would go for? <sighs> Death by chocolate. I mean, you know, I don't. I haven't been in one in a while, but we, when we lived in Venice, it was one right there on Sa- in Santa Monica. I, no, actually, in Marina del Rey. No, Emperor Lord Trump is Bay, Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Rocky Road, with a few little uh, Fruit Loops or f- sprinkles thrown in there, dude. Dude. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. They didn't play. They didn't order a Come on, I want to lay a vanilla. No, that's that's different. That's in a different. Uh, Store. There you That's have in it, Hawaii folks. Only. That was your. Uh, we should do that Florida. one night, Robin. Now it's going to get cold in the summer. That's a good summer date. You have a couple pops, uh-huh. maybe on an into the night show. We have a couple bottles of wine. Yeah. Then we get your bike that wasn't stolen after mine was stolen last summer. Right. And we take a little ride down past. I can Shonk do that. Avenue. I can actually have you hop on the back because yeah, I know and how we'll to go do that. ride down past Shonk Avenue. We'll go back Pat, by Geno's and Pat's uh-huh. and wave at all the tourists and yell, no whiz, suckers. And then somebody will run into us because, you know, that intersection there, people don't know whether they're, gonna, they're supposed to go or 9th Street's supposed to go or the Pass Junk Avenue right. traffic because it comes together there. And we run into a car, and it's Mike Missinelli's car. <laughs> and then we get out, and we throw down right there. And then the police come, uh-huh. and then you and I get thrown in the back seat. And we get busy in and the back seat. And we get busy in the car. back seat. Mike Miss then gets gets it gets into it with the cops instead of just leaving. Have you ever been in the back of a patrol car, Tony? Absolutely. I and then Mike to. Miss and the police get into it. And it gets ugly. And he pulls a do you know who I am? And then he says to the cop. Oh. Robin, god damn it. Can you turn the damn thing on? It is on. The damn thing is on. Son of a bitch. You blew the whole bit, Robin. I had this whole thing rehearsed Tony, all day. it is on. This is not my problem anymore. Then this there's is, something wrong. There's, it, this is your time. This is what happens when we go overtime, Robin. Nothing's working now. Google damn me. It. Is it say, is no, it? I have a lot of stuff in here, and I couldn't use it now. Damn it. Damn we did not. We did not get busy in the Gino Steaks bathroom. We know Gino Bento. Yes. And they have a nice clean bathroom inside they there. They do. They and have we could have nice... gone in there. I'm we decided. To of, I'm trying all... to think if I've ever gotten busy in a bathroom. I got busy in a Burger King bathroom once. But that's because Chuck G been... told me the right thing. I don't thing. think I've ever debased myself quite that much to get busy in a bathroom. Other than, like, my own bathroom at the house. Like, in the shower stall or something. But... Never in a public bathroom because that's just. Uh, 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 I'll oh, see. They're all playing now. Ah. Yeah, they're all there. I got like, like 15 things playing at the same time, man. All right, let me get back to it. 
So anyway, so we we're, we're doing it in the back of a yes, police okay. car. So we're we're Mike picturing, Missinelli now. Is everybody who, picturing this? Tony who and ran Robin, into our car. Uh huh. Was out there on the streets, uh-huh. getting out of his BMW. Okay. Listening to some alt band that he just went to go see at the TLA Cinema with Ruben Frank okay. of NBC Philadelphia. I'm there. I'm here. I hear you. <laughs> All right. Go on. And then as he's trying to get into it with the police. Unfortunately, he took things a little bit too far. And this has happened in the past. This is not from me. This is not speculation. Okay. There's some incidents that have occurred in the past that have been publicly uh, pointed out. Yeah. And then he went to the first thing he said to the police was, uh, 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 what was the, uh, it was helpless, uh, not a helpless scout. And then finally, when the police cuffed him and threw him in the back of the police car after we left to go get some gelato and a cannoli. Okay. Right there on 9th Street at the Great Cannoli Place just past Pat's and Gino's. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He finally waved goodbye as the police car was going away, taking him to the roundhouse at 9th and Race. And he proclaimed into the night, I'm a nitwit. And the rest is history, ladies and gentlemen. The rest is history. I, I'm, I, I think this sounds like a fabulous date. Yes, Let's it do it. A perfect Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. Not the Terminis. Terminis is too far away. There's another cannoli place right on 9th Street there at Pass Young. We went in there once. They got the chocolate dip cannolis. Uh. First of all, on 9th Street, there's like 50 cannoli places. But there's the king of cannoli there. Mm-hmm. Not I'm the hung- king of pizza. Now I'm hungry. Not the king of Siam. Not the king of Queens. And I have to hurry up and uh, move things along because Luigi's doing a show tonight from That's Moonshine. Right. Funkin' Fantasy, baby! And, uh, Funkin' he, Fantasy! He needs some of this equipment, so we got to get a move on. We got to take it to him? No, 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 no. He's coming Son here to pick it up. Bitch. And I have to get ready for tomorrow's double, double, triple, triple, whatever you call it. Dog Dare Wednesday, ladies and major, gentlemen. Major, major, major with... Harry Mays and Aton Chander. Noon to three tomorrow. Can't miss it. Harry Mays, Tony Bruno, Aton Chander live right here in the wine cellar, baby. Nooner. Nooner. Miss Robin will be doing a nooner with Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, and Aton Chander. Woo! You know what they say. (laughs) You know what they say. Hey, where are the white women at? Uh, She'll be here. In the meantime... Thanks for listening today. A lot of fun. Thank you for joining us every day here on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. Don't drink and drive, even on a bicycle. Don't text and drive anywhere. And most importantly, while it's still the greatest country on earth, God bless America. Hopefully it will always be the greatest country on earth. We'll see you tomorrow at noon, baby. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.